Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning to you. It is time to skip the BS. Time to talk Cowboys bills. Many dollars pouring in on those bills. Really? And Lakers planning to, wait, raise a banner for their in-season tournament chip? Really? You're kidding. But we begin where you probably ended last night with a double dip of Monday night football. Let's deep dive into both games, please. Uh, each featuring an amazing comeback upset finish by the underdog. We'll get to Jersey's own Tommy DeVito over Jordan Love and the Packers in just a couple of minutes. But gentlemen, let's start with the Dolphins blowing a 14 point lead with under three minutes left and losing for the first time this season at home to two touchdown underdog Tennessee to the four and eight Titans playing rookie quarterback Will Levis. Titans 28 to 27. Good morning to Keyshawn. Good morning to Richard. Good morning, you two skippers. Okay, uh, Keyshawn, would you please start us off here? What was your biggest takeaway from the Dolphins' loss? I mean, it was glaring and it was obvious, I think, to both of us or both of you guys yeah. as well as me. Tyreek Hill. When Tyreek Hill got injured, it didn't even look all that egregious. It was almost like he didn't go under the tent. He did. They wasn't really checking him on the sideline. He got up and he just stood there and he was, you know, it was almost then, like they had a conversation with him, right? Okay. And he did return to the football. And he returned game. to okay. the. He returned in the second half to the football game. But it's let's start there. Once he went out of the game, everything changed for the Miami Dolphins offensively. Tua looked like a different person. He did. This is clearly why when you have these MVP conversations and you're talking about should Tyreek Hill's name be mentioned in it, where you go. There's evidence last night that show yep. what he looks like or what they look like when he's in the game yep. and when he's out of the game. Yep. And then you talk about two at the quarterback position. He looks like a different quarterback. He does. He held on to the football way too long at times. He was throwing the ball in the dirt at times. And then when you go to the head coach and Mike McDaniels, he, for whatever reason, didn't make the necessary adjustments when Tyreek was out of the game, even to a point where they got into the red zone and they threw the ball three straight times and had to settle for three. Instead of pounding the ball, doing some things that they probably would have done. Yep. So you start there. When you when they ended the third quarter and they were down with three minutes, fourth quarter, down with three minutes to go, yep. there was 0.4% chance <laughs> that Tennessee would win the football game. Well, it hadn't happened in like six years. In the it, it hadn't happened in a very, yeah, very, yeah. very long time. Then Tyreek Hill enters the game in the second half instantly. Boom. They get him the football on a deep square out. All of a sudden, it looks like they're going in the right direction. Him in and out of the game, him in and out of the game didn't necessarily help them. So 
That was the takeaway on the offensive side. Defensively, they hurt themselves at times in the fourth quarter yep. by allowing uh, um, Will Levis to yep. go down in the fourth quarter, be 10 to 13, a buck 38 in the touchdown, also a passer rating of 136.1. The defense decided that they're going to allow them in, in DeAndre Hopkins to get out of bounds on numerous times, yep. not cover him, but they also figured out Xavier Howard couldn't cover him. So they went totally away from Ramsey and decided to pick on Howard, mm-hmm. which was smart on their part. So when you when you look at it, Miami did this to themselves. Nobody could no, – Tennessee saw it, and they took advantage of it. That's just it, and that's all. Simple. I mean, I, I, that's, he said everything. <laughs> he said everything. Well, you've been a big fan of Tyreek for MVP. No question. So and that's, does that sort of – That, that validates it. I mean, yeah. for anybody who's watching the game, for anybody who – who sees Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins play, Tua Tungavailoa is leading the NFL in passer, passing yards, mm-hmm. and you still think Tyreek is the reason. Tyreek is the reason. Tyreek is the engine. Like, sure, he's the driver, but what's a driver with a car with no engine? And yep. what you saw when Tyreek Hill wasn't on the field is the car with, you know, it went from a V12 yep. to a v- V6. It did. And it looks totally different when you got the V6 and you in NASCAR. But when you get the V12 back, then all of a sudden you're back in the race. You're back in the running. But it really shows how evident it is that he's a need and he's yep. the most valuable player on this team. But in the same breath, that defense has to show up and they have to make adjustments. There are not a ton of weapons on his Tennessee Titans team outside of DeAndre Hopkins. There aren't a ton of weapons that Derrick Henry yeah. carries the ball, but that's still yeah, different. Yeah, but, type but of I'm weapon. talking about receiving yeah. weapons. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry, no question, is a huge threat and one of the best running backs in the league. But I'm talking about a receiving threat. You have to account for DeAndre Hopkins and make somebody else beat you in the past game. And the fact that they didn't make that adjustment, now they have two, two really good corners. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Xavier maybe didn't have his best game, but you got Zay, you got. Uh, Jalen, you got two of the best quarters in the league. But if he's struggling, lean to safety. Where else you got to lean him? Where yeah. else do you have to worry about on this team where you're saying, man, we can't give him too much attention. Give him attention. Yeah. Double team him. Yeah. Like, where is the, the adjustment, it's at least to get us out of this game? Mm. Hey, this guy is killing us today. Hey, let's just get this fire put out and get to the next game, get a win, and walk away. You never want to go into a game where you had too much pride, Skip, mm. where you're like, man, I – Look, I got him and, and to, to, the, to, the, to cost your team a game. Yep. And so that's the frustrating part. But, yeah, obviously Tyreek Hill is the engine. And I, I don't know if this team is a Super Bowl contender. I really don't. Glad you ended with that. By the way, Derrick Henry last night carried it 17 times for a grand total of 34 yards. But he did. If you give it to him down on the goal line, you cannot keep him out yeah, of the end right. zone. It just, he just too he big looked, a load. He, he totally looked like a shell of himself he, he from did. several years ago. He, he did. Okay. Suffer me this. Allow me this. I will I'm, allow I'm, it to you. I'm cowboy-centric right now. I'm, I'm, I'm lost night, in my Cowboys. Tr- trust okay? me, last night, the first thing I said was, damn. And they was winning the game. <laughs> and the first thing I said was, damn. And Miami's winning the game. And I'm sitting there saying, I don't want to listen to this guy tomorrow. Because they don't look like they can beat you. They don't look like they can beat you. I'm just going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I couldn't help myself. At the end of the game, I said... I've been saying for weeks, I've been saying to you, every time you come back at me, I say, you got me on Miami. I will give you, we cannot win at Miami. Uh, yes, we yeah, can I'm, win I at might Miami. Have to yeah, I might have to change my, my okay. pick on that one. I'm sorry. Right. I have never been sold on Tua. I think he's a great 
young man and all that. I, I'm not talking about him off the field. I'm talking about him as a quarterback. I didn't like him before the draft. He's undersized. He's soft-armed. And if you get any heat on him, he, he just starts to crumble. And, and again, he has not been durable, to say the least. So they have done, Mike McDaniel's done a masterful job of keeping him out of harm's way and getting the football out of his hands quickly on time to attract team of receivers. If you throw it quickly and let them run under it, it will work. Yes. And it has worked at the highest level because that's the offense that scored 70 points on Denver. the Denver Broncos. 70 points? And it looked, that, that was in three quarters. They could have scored 100 points, it felt like. Right. That same offense last night could not score the football. It was struggling all game long. If you look hard at what happened, Tennessee handed them three touchdowns. Handed, just said, here. Will Levis throws a pick six from about the five-yard yeah, line. On the screen. Okay? And then they give the ball to, to uh, Miami at the, their own seven and at their own 12. We are just saying, here, here. Right. So they had two long drives last night, both resulting in field goals, and that's it. Period. End of story. That's your 27 total points because they couldn't score in the first half and they really struggled to score in the second half unless Tennessee said, here. here. Right. And then – I thought their defense was starting to find itself because of those two corners because I have the highest regard for both of them in yeah. and of themselves. Xavier did not have a very good game, and I, I agree with your point. I was like, wait, you're picking on him now? Right. But they, they, they didn't look like a dominant defense. They did not look like a dominant offense, and Tyreek just blew my mind because he claimed after the game he went at halftime – and he's texting with his wife, who says, get your you-know-what back on the field. And he's like, okay, okay, I guess I should. Right. Well, well help me out. What, what, what changed? I don't know what changed from the second quarter to yeah, later. I, I, I don't know. That's a, weird, that's a weird one, Skip. No, that's why I that's said a, I, I'm not on the sideline, and I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But when he got injured, true, he was rolled. They, they landed on his ankle. But it wasn't like he went to the tent. He went to the sideline. They were working on him to try to figure things out. He just was standing on the sideline, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I, what that was about. I, I don't either, but I mean, it looked like a bad spot. It looked like he might have sprained it. But you know, you know, in the locker room, you know, you can get to the to the locker room. You get to halftime. I figured. Got, he, I figured he'd get to halftime. They got, they got the things little, to, 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 okay. to to get you he, through the game and get you an through. Injection, maybe. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. but to your point, Skip, they had been playing like a, since yeah. Jalen Ramsey returned to the lineup. Yeah. They had been playing like oh. a top five, top ten defense consistently. Vic Fangio is one of the best defensive play callers yeah. in the league, but. But it just looks different. They look dismayed. They look disorganized. They look Will Levis, you know, who's, who's been a really cool story throughout the season. I've yep. liked his story. We got a chance to watch their game. Exudes confidence. Yep. Plays, plays hard. Plays physical brand of football. A good story. But they let him shred them. They were down. He was down two touchdowns with, what, three minutes three to minutes go? Three minutes to go. Three minutes it's to impossible. go. Impossible you, you situation. Can't, you, you, you can't allow this at home. And, and they hadn't lost. And I, I believe they may have only had one timeout in that span. Right. And, and, but, but it's like you're not playing situationally aware football. You're not playing as a coordinator, as a defense, as a corner. Like I'm protecting the sidelines and they only yes. got one timeout. Yes. You know they're, they're going to the sideline. It's almost like they got them on their heels and, and, and it started to panic. And that's why, Skip, I thought they would, would – I, I would have called that a win, too, against Dallas. I was like, hey, Dad, that's on the schedule. It's in I, Miami. I Miami's calling the win early in the and, game. First and, half, I'm like, yeah, they're going to beat them. No, but even, I, though it was, even, though it was, even though it was a tight game, yeah. 
I could see that Miami wasn't living up to the billing of all the hype as the number one seed in the AFC. It's almost consistently game in and game out. They have those spots in the game where they're like, "Mm, we're unsure whether we're good or not. And, And so to that point, they, it, to, to think they would go into a game with them and the Dallas Cowboys and I would see that team the way they performed last night and be like, yeah, they're going to get Dallas. I mean, I'd be foolish. I, I just, I, I want to be objective. I Look, I, you know, I, I come in here and say the you facts. Do. If I think Dallas ain't, ain't you, got a chance, I'll fool. No, Dallas, from Dallas, the Dallas, Dallas, they, are they, Dallas they are a better team. They are a better team than the Miami Dolphins right now. And they, they're really a better team than the Buffalo Bills with the two performances that we've watched yeah. in the last couple of weeks. That is true. In fairness <laughs> to the Dolphins, they were down two starters in their offensive line. Then they were down a rotational. And then yeah. Connor Williams, who's been playing center at a high level, used to be for my Cowboys, got hurt during the game. So if you shred their offensive line, all of a sudden, little Tua is under fire and he's just going to shrink. He's going to play even smaller than he is. And that was the result. Right. He got out of harm's way a couple times, though. They put some pressure on him. He was able to escape no, the pocket. I got it. And, and make yeah. hay and, and pick up some yardage and positive stuff. But then when it really got tough, yeah. that's when you look at those five sacks. When it, when it, it you know, third down, yeah. things like that was where you said to yourself, okay, they really do miss Tyreek Hill. They, they just really do. do. They do, Skip. They, and he, we'll he, see how he responds off this ankle if it continues to play. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the other game, simultaneous game. I was having a hard time watching both of them at once, but that's what we had to do. Okay, so the Giants were six-point underdogs at home to a Green Bay coming off a momentum-launching win over Kansas City. And just when it looked like Jordan Love had pulled it out with a big fourth quarter, that's what Jordan does. Tommy DeVito, of all people, led the Giants 57 yards in eight plays to set up the walk-off field goal, and it was Giants 24-22. to Richard, it's your turn. Your opinion on this outcome, please. Uh, Skip, I was surprised, really surprised. It's just the inconsistency of the National Football League right now. You really can't predict really anything. Um, but last week after the win, because in the offseason I had said after they got rid of Aaron Rodgers and they said Jordan Love was the guy, I said to, to the Green Bay Packers fans, Hey, nobody's going to fear you anymore. Nobody's going to yeah. sit there and be like, hey, they're going to say the big bad witch of the West is gone. Yeah. Aaron uh, Rodgers is gone. We got a chance in this division now. And, and, and then last week after they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, I had those fans coming at me with the replaying the clip like, hey, we've arrived. Jordan, now what you got to say about us? What? I was like, you guys are a 500 ball club. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The kid's still developing. He's still got a lot, a lot of room to grow. And this game showed that. Yeah. You're going against Wink. Wink Martindale is one of those coordinators. If you haven't dealt with him a lot, he runs a very complex scheme. And the first time you see it, you're going to be shell-shocked. And a lot of teams and a lot of guys are, especially a young quarterback. I'm sure he'll be better the next time he faces it. But the first time you face it, you're going to have some mistakes. You're going to struggle. You're going to to see ghosts and things like that. And that's what happened. But it was up to that defense because Jordan Love did drive him down the field. In the fourth quarter when they had to have he it. did. But so did Tommy DeVito, yeah, which is a really cool story. It's an amazing <clears throat> story. And I think, I think they're, they're impressed with what he's doing. I mean, Giants fan, fans, I feel terrible for you. Because you got to go back to Daniel Jones when you've watched multiple quarterbacks play better than he was playing, even when he was healthy with the same weapons. With everybody, everybody you watched how he played against your Dallas Cowboys multiple times. Um, it's just... A bad situation, but it's a cool story. Tommy DeVito, his family, he's from Jersey, 
They're at every game. He's got nine touchdowns on the season. He drove them down the field when he needs to have it at home in New York. I love to see it, Skip. I love to see those things. Maybe the Giants found their quarterback in the future and just don't know it. Unfortunately, they just paid the other one. Yeah, it's a, a short-term deal, though, so they yeah. can probably get from out underneath they, it at they some point. Eat the 40? Time. Yeah, but you can't win any football game with three turnovers. You just can't, Skip, right? I mean, you, you think about the three turnovers, one interception, two fumbles, two turnovers by Jordan Love and himself. Now, look. He was missing some players on the offensive side of the ball. Okay, some of his weapons were not there for him. So I give him a little bit of that as an excuse. But he's been a consistent enough quarterback to hold this down to get another look-see yeah. as a starting quarterback. Oh, you can't question. judge him yeah. based on last night or based on his first three years in the league. Yeah. Because this is really, truly his rookie season, believe it or not, even though he's set behind Aaron Absolutely. Rodgers. This is the first time he's seen extensive action yep. in, the foot, in, in the National Football League. Right. So he's going to have some growing pains, and he's going to do some things that's going to make you scratch your head at the same time. He's got to get an opportunity, a chance to finish the deal. Now we'll see what he is the rest of the year, and then hopefully they don't have one of those quick triggers to say we need to go yeah. get a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a mistake on the Green Bay Packers' fault because I think that they found a guy that they can build on for the future. When you're without Watson – you were out, uh, what's the running back that, um, not uh, Dylan, Dylan, played, oh, uh, Jones. Uh, Jones. When you're Aaron without Aaron Jones, Jones, you're without some weapons. You are. And, and so now you got little Reed. He, he put, put it on the ground a couple times last he night. He did some amazing stuff. But then you got Dobbs who's learning how to play with you. So if he had everything together, I think you would have saw a different game. Now in terms of Tommy DeVito, what you going to do? I mean, look at it. He you're ran not, the ball. You're not going to do what you're saying. And they found Keyshawn Nixon at the right time. He didn't have a great game. He fumbled, costly fumble. He gave up the goods on the third and one. Yep. Big time play to put him in a field goal mm -hmm. situation. I don't know how you let him run a deep crosser on you and separate to the point where all of a sudden he finds him. Now you in a chase technique looking yep. at the taillights. Yep. That's a problem. You, they found what they did is they found the weakest link in the secondary. And they said to themselves, in that situation, he was smart enough to go, okay, I see Nixon. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go attack that so I can put my team in a great scoring position. And they held on to it. So now the Packers are sitting at the seventh spot. You got the Giants, even though it may not happen. They're in a wild card situation on the back end. And if they keep winning out, they might wind up in the damn playoffs. If they wind up in the playoffs, they ball might it. get coach of the year again. Think about it, though. They, but they're right now mathematically still in it. Right. right. And this kid is 3-1 and one as a starter with he three is. in a row. He's three building in row. confidence. He is. I can't help myself. I got to do it again. I got to tell you. I came away from that game thinking, go Cowboys, go. Because... <laughs> The Eagles still have to play Tommy DeVito twice, yeah. twice. I got two shots at them losing games, not to mention they still have to go next a week from last night. They have to go to where, where you live, right. to, to Seattle. It's going to be a dog fight. I, I don't know You're if Gino is going to be able to go or not. He's got a groin. But, but if Gino can go, that'll be a dog fight. I'm not sure about Drew Locke, but if Gino, it, it'll be a fight. So I got now three chances, and then I think the other one's Kyler. I think Kyler plays there at Philly. But, but th those are my chances. I need Philly to lose a game or two more, obviously. Right. Okay? One so, game ain't going to help you. Two going to help okay. you. Okay.
two would, but, but I, again, I got Tommy DeVito on my side now because we already beat him. <laughs> right. And, and we did. Keyshawn, you got to give it up to the opening night. You I still do say, so good. When I go back you to opening night, so we, we went up there and beat them 40 to nothing. I know it was Danny Dimes, but they were full yeah. strength, full. Yeah. You do so, you do so good that you go off the rails. <laughs> Come on. We won 40 nothing at Giants. They're a division rival. And then we beat Tommy DeVito when nobody even knew who he was. Everybody would call him Danny DeVito, including me. And now nobody calls him Danny because he is Tommy Cutlet because he, his mom did, fixes he, him chicken cutlets. He did a good job last night. He did a good job last night against a subpar defense. In Green Bay, okay? Yeah. Look, he was 17 look. to 21 for a buck 58. His QBR was high because he was efficient. Right. And, and he was QBR efficient. counts. And he had a nice run, hey, a the, nice the, run. Can we show the, are we showing the 26-yard run? I, the, the kid yeah. can move a little bit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying he's Lamar, yeah. but he, he, he did, did a good You got to give credit to there Brian Dayball for, for calling yeah. these plays and putting I, him in a position, not, not stressing him, not stretching him. Yeah, too he did, far, he too did a good job. Okay, he's he's about 6'2", 210 or two fifteen or so. He, he 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 can move around a little okay. bit. He's got an okay arm. Did, are we showing the last the the big throw on the the final drive? I think it was. But uh, I can guarantee you, he's not that? beating the Philadelphia 32, Eagles. Thirty two. The thirty two yarder to Robinson. It's a pretty good throw. I'm not saying he's got any cannon, but yeah, that was a nice. That was a dime. That was a dime. But All but right. but back to Jordan Love. Yeah. You, the hardest thing to do, Skip. At any in any sport, at any position, is to follow a Hall of Famer. Is to follow, especially at the quarterback position, to follow a Hall of Famer. You want to go second. I want to go second. I agree. Uh, you, you don't want to follow a Hall of Famer. I want to be the next guy. Yep. I want to be the next guy after the second the guy yep. follows him, and then I can show you, hey, I'm better than that guy because I just got to be better than him. Okay. But the expectations, even from Green Bay fans, are hey, he's going to be Aaron. So you hear the comparisons when, when, when he has the stats that yeah. are comparable over, I think, 12 games. They had really comparable stats over the first 12. They're like, he's, he's the next Aaron because Aaron followed Brett, and Brett, Brett was a Hall of Famer. Aaron, but Aaron's first there. year, Aaron's first year wasn't great. Right, but yeah. that's what, but that's what I'm saying. They well, compared they, it to Jordan Love. They showed Lutz. the stats they last showed, night. It was almost you know, identical. They were identical. It's almost yeah. identical. Okay. okay, and so it's unrealistic expectations. You because you're comparing him to a Hall of Famer. That was probably Aaron's worst year as a pro. But you're sitting here like, hey, this guy is the next coming. So no matter what he does. He will I, get better next I, year. I, though. I, I, 100%. Yeah. He'll get better. But unless he's Aaron Rodgers, it'll be a disappointment to these fans. And that's unfair. That's it unfair is. because you're following a four-time MVP. I understand. A guy who, who's taking you to, what, five NFC championship yeah. games? One but you can, as a player, can pay attention to what the fans are thinking because I am I, following I, a Hall of Famer. I, I, this I, is my first season as a full-time yeah. starter. So I got time to grow. I hear you. But but that's the world we living in. We living in in an in a instant microwave success. And oh, if yeah. it's not microwave, then we're calling for your head. So right. if he doesn't have a season comparable to Aaron's second year next year, when it's his contract year, they're going to be calling for a replacement. And that's the unfair part about him. So is this a setback for Jordan Love? Sure. But he's having a really good rookie season. He, he it's is. a rookie, rookie season. starting season. He is. And he, I just hope that they give him the patience. I, the one thing I have loved about this young man, still very young man, is if you look at his fourth quarter numbers, every game that he's played, they're very good. Yes. Even remember we were at Colorado on that Friday with Dion, and they had played on Thursday night at home against Detroit. Uh -huh. And if you looked at his, he almost threw for 200 yards in the fourth quarter. Well, last night he threw for almost 100 yards in the fourth quarter, 10 of 14 with a touchdown and no picks. Right. So he, 
he pretty much stunk much through the rest of the game. He had a hard time because, as you know, it gets windy in there and there's crosswinds. And he threw two or three balls that are like, what, what, what was that? And by the way, I got to just say this quickly about young coach Lafleur, although he did coach Aaron Rodgers. But he, he has a bad habit on the sideline of when Jordan Love misfires, he's like, oh, you know, like, like give him a break. Because you're, you're signaling Packer Nation. Did you see if the if the coach is upset, then the fans Depends are going to be, be like, upset. oh, best throw, throw of the night for Jordan Love. Climbed the pocket, slid to his right, and threw his side on him. Uh, uh, straight zone. laser for it a did. touchdown. The kid good. just didn't hold and, on and to the ball. And then they batted it out. Yeah, yeah they, I, they, 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 I mean, that's a bang-bang play. It, it could be I close. probably would have gave it to him if I was a ref because yeah. it was so pretty. That was the best throw of the night. It right. was. But, but we've seen that on occasion. But I've also seen Aaron Rodgers do that same thing. Right. And you can see some of the stuff, but that's the same thing they were mad about Aaron about. Yeah. Because Aaron would do that to LaFleur. He would When he would call it a bad play, he'd be like, See, I told you. I mean, he'd show him up. So it's it's weird that that you know. Yeah, that dynamic. That maybe so maybe funny. coach learned from ex. I, I, I saw that last night too and shook yeah. my head. Right. I, I said that. You I said, do that to no young don't, don't do that. Don't do that. All if right. you did it to a coach, you would be a problem child. Okay, so I haven't been able to help myself here twice. I, I have talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Now we're going to go full-on Dallas Cowboys oh. up next because the money is rolling in on the bills. Over the Cowboys, I don't get it. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Hey folks, it's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project big or small as a homeowner myself i always have things i want to work on for my house whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool with over 200,000 pros in their network angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. So now the Bills have moved from opening as a point-and-a-half favorite over the Cowboys to a two-and-a-half-point favorite already, meaning early money came pouring in on the Bills. So, Keyshawn, you've already picked the Bills to win this game, if I'm not mistaken. Does, You're not. Does this give you even more confidence in your early pick? No, because it, it's really about, when you start talking about the point spread, as you know, Skip, it's about the betting. Where the money coming in at, right? Right now, 61% of the money on the spread is on the Cowboys to cover. 65% of the bets 
on the spread or on the Cowboys to cover. So there's a big difference, right, when you're talking about the spread versus yeah, land but money. More, but more money is coming in on the bill, like bigger bets. Yes. yes. Yeah. And okay. so when you look at it, they're at home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're in the hunt, especially since Miami loses last night. After this show, if we look at the money line, I mean, we look at the betting lines, I'm sure it's going to increase even more because of what happened last night. And so now you say to yourself, what are we looking at? We're looking at a a, a head coach who has to show the people up in Buffalo he's capable of winning big games. They lost a big game to Kansas City. Okay, they already lost this year to New England. Mm -hmm. So when you start to look at that, now you got the Dallas Cowboys rolling in red hot. You have a chance to upset them. Here's a quarterback in Josh Allen who was a conversation every single year starts off. He's on the front cover of EA Sports. Yep. He's going to be an MVP this, an MVP that. All of those sort of things. Now you got Dak Prescott rolling in. You're trying to stop this. You're trying to stop this momentum of the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and <laughs> at the same time win your division, stay on pace to get to the playoffs, yep. show everybody that this is not the door has not closed on the Buffalo Bills. So there's a lot at stake for Buffalo. This is why I'm picking them. I'm not necessarily saying they're a better football team than the Dallas Cowboys. They have better personnel than the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that at all. But what I do think is in this particular game, they beat the Cowboys no matter what the point spread is because they're desperate. They're desperate to show that we are still here and the door hasn't slammed on us. Yeah, I I agree with you. They're going to be desperate. They're going to play with their backs against the wall. They're cornered. If they lose this game, that, that, I mean, realistically, probably closes their playoff chances um, and and makes it really hard for them to have any shot at getting that seventh seed. But, I mean, you look at some of their losses. Like you said, they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Broncos. And how they're scoring in those games. They scored 16 versus the Jets in week Mm -hmm. one, then 20 versus Jacksonville in week five, 25 against the Patriots. Uh, 18 versus the Bengals. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you're, you you got a really good quarterback. Why, where are the points? And then you fire Ken Dorsey because you say it's you Ken did. Dorsey's fault. Yep. It's Ken Dorsey's fault. I, I just don't know. I know this team will come out desperate. I know that this defense at times since Rasul Douglas has come into the fold, they have been a lot better. They have played better football. But it's just which, which Josh Allen are you getting? Which Buffalo Bills team are you getting? Because it's yep. Jekyll and Hyde. So, if you get a good Buffalo Bills team and they're hot, skip like they were against the Philadelphia Eagles, mm. then that, that's going to be a ball game that I think they could win. Mm. Now, if the Dallas Cowboys play like they did, have been at home, then they're going to probably walk away with the win. Dak Prescott is leading the league in touchdowns. Yes. Their offense is number one in scoring, number four in yards. Their defense is playing well. They're number four in scoring, three in yards. Yeah. But it just depends on which teams you get because they have been a different team away from Jerry world, Jerry's mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And so has I, – I, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see because they've been a different, different offense since Ken Dorsey got fired. They've run the ball a little bit better in Buffalo. But I just don't know what you're getting, and that's the frustrating thing. I mean, the Cowboys got a good chance to win this game, but, again, mm. which team show up? They, Buffalo usually shows up, though, at home in these type of situations other than the playoff game a year ago against Cincinnati. And, and the Russell Wilson game that they lost. Oh, yeah, Denver. and the Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But, see, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a big game to me. That was a Denver's it coming was in a here. a night game. Yeah, was it was it. Monday. But when I mean a big game, Mark, Skip, I'm talking about – the Dallas Cowboys rolling in to Archer deal. Park. Or Miami yeah, Dolphins rolling in to Archer Park. That's a big game. Not a team that you 
that, 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 that just got ran out of the building by 70 against the Miami Dolphins and they catch you by surprise. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when the Dallas Cowboys type team is coming into town, Buffalo tends to play better for whatever reasons at home. Mm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, the Bills Mafia. I have no idea. Mm. Okay. This is just me, but I believe that much of the world is still sleeping on my Dallas Cowboys. I believe much of the NFL world, much of the betting world is still saying, I'm not sold. I'm not sure. I believe much of the betting world got blinded by the light of Josh Allen beat Mahomes at Mahomes. It was five years ago. Okay, but we'll just... Uh, I mean, but but they just did it. No, I know. I mean, I'm just saying that whole, yeah. but, but you know. the, the big shootout was yeah. whenever that was. Yeah, I got it here shootout. somewhere. It was, it was unbelievable. I wrote it down here this morning. I'll find it. But, four years ago. Yeah, it was four years ago, and it was a shootout to end all shootouts. It was it wasn't Josh's fault. Yeah, no, but okay. That he made his reputation to me off that game. He, he's almost like a poor man's Mahomes. He against Mahomes, he tries to out Mahomes, Mahomes, and sometimes he can, although. <laughs> This past game, I, I wasn't all that impressed with, frankly, either one of them. Okay, so the point is this. The Bills' defense mm -hmm. has slowly but surely been decimated this yes. year mm -hmm. because Matt Milano is their playmaker, heart and soul of that defense, the driving force, that, the, the, the guy who's always in the middle of everything is Matt Milano, and he's gone for the year. And Tredavious White... Yep. Was there, he, he's their best corner, right? right. I mean, he's a top, he's I don't know. Situ how long, yeah. two years now? No, I mean, no. He, he was playing this, this year. year. He got this injured year. again this year. Yeah, he got, he got he injured again. again this year, yeah. yeah. Okay, Micah Hyde, has had, he just had so many collisions in his career. He just can't, he, now he's got another stinger, another neck, and he was out of the game the other day, and I don't know what his status is going to be coming up, but you, you've been through this where after a while, you just you, you just don't want to deal with it. You anymore. just don't because it's just too scary, man. Because now you're dealing with your spine. He's always got some, you and know, then, like yeah, that's when your wife comes in and she's like, "Hey, like, that's hey, nothing. Hey, like, hey, this is crazy." And then Von Miller, he he used to be the the best. He was the ultimate game wrecker, as Cam Newton will validate for you in that Super Bowl. And and he's been injured, and he's coming off injury, and he played 24 snaps at Kansas State. I don't even remember him playing because he's a shell of himself at the moment. Maybe he'll rise and shine right. for a big game against Dallas. But my point is, if, if you keep taking away this many really good – like Micah Hyde to me is, is, is top of the list. He, he is on, on playing with your head – and your ability, I don't know what, what your view of no him question. is, but he's no just like he's, he's up there with me, player. a phenomenal player. So if, if he can't go, all of a sudden you're, you're up against, the, this is the number one offense. This is first and third down conversions. This is number one in time of possession, number one in time per drive. They, they can just drive it and drive it. I, I sit back in awe of it because Dak has not been making mistakes. Mistakes kill drives. Dak finally lost a fumble. That was his first fumble of, of the year. I was sort of glad he got it out of his system. Okay, let's go forward. He's not throwing picks the way he did, obviously, a year ago. Leading the league in touchdown passes. He's right there with Brock Purdy and QBR. They keep going back and forth, back and forth. Well, so th th this offense is a force to be reckoned with, and I don't know if they have the firepower they used to have on defense. They're not quite, e even though their stats are still really good, they're sixth in points allowed. Dallas is fourth in points allowed. But Dallas is coming off a game in which it, it held Jalen Hurts' offense to two field goals really in the game. end. It was two field goals. 
Well, again, they kept taking the ball away. It wasn't that Jalen couldn't drive the ball. Keyshawn, you kept saying yesterday, well, they drove it and they drove it, and then they took it away, and then right. they took it away, and they took it away. Well, that Three was the times. truth, though. The, the truth was they were bending all the way. Bending. And then, and then they would just sudden, snatch it. Then they cause a fumble. Yeah. Right. But they, it, it just, those type of mistakes are made by Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. If you hold on to the ball yeah. and you know that you're being chased from behind, Skip, you have to secure I, the football. I understand, but they're literal takeaways. Well, you are literally no, taking I'm not ball. taking anything away yeah. from Dallas. I'm yeah. just telling you that Philadelphia was able to go from one end to the next quick, fast, and hurry. Right, and, and that's the concern about this game because if they can find the matchups, if, they, if, they, if Dallas doesn't, well, they should because Al Harris will for sure do it, and they've done yeah. it in multiple games, but he should travel Gilly with Stephon Diggs and if he does that, the only matchup you have is, is Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. You have Gabe Davis, and you hope that he has a good game against the kid. If, if, if he doesn't, that's the matchup. And, and Gabe Davis isn't like – he's not a slouch, but he's pretty Go inconsistent. On. He could have a game where sure. he goes he's off. Had he, some huge he had some huge well, games. Still gotta, but still got to count for Kincaid. You got, you, got, you got Dalton Kincaid. You got Cook out of the backfield. You, you got some, some weapons there, but can they move? And can on they top protect? of that – you got to worry about their quarterback. Can you, but can you protect Josh Allen? He don't because, need no protection because he'll pull I, I, it down and go. I, but, but again, Josh Allen has led the league in interceptions oh, for a long time. So if you, if you throw the ball up and your matchup is Deron Bland, and that's the matchup you're going to, he has five pick sixes. He leads the league in interceptions for absolute reason. It's not, it's not luck. It's not him just happen to be in the right spot. They're going to find their opportunities, and they're going to have to target him because you're not going to live on Gilly. You're not going to live throwing the ball at Stephon Gilmore uh, all game, or you're going to have a rough game. So I think, I think your only chance to win this game is Kincaid or, or, uh, or Gabe Davis. Or you run the ball well, but I, I just I, – I, if they can't protect him, then none of, it all, all goes out the window. By the way, I pounded the table over here for my team to draft Kincaid because I just loved him. Yeah. So the ultimate irony would be if he just bedevils me and beats me on Sunday with Devils. 10 I catches I, for but, but, but see, I wouldn't feel that way because I like the tight end that the Cowboys got. Right. I like Jake Ferguson. Ferguson. Well, I, I, mean, I like him. Uh, hey, I like. I, I told you he's become the sort like of the spirit of the whole offense. He's the influence. Give you a little hope there, Skip. Yeah, I, I like him. I got a lot of hope. So, but you got to figure out how to stop this quarterback because this quarterback, okay. believe it or not, whether he's a turnover machine or whatever. Okay. When he's on, he's on. All right. That's so, just the bottom line. And if they get up on your Dallas Cowboys, yeah. that thing can turn into something crazy. You know, in terms of the crowd getting involved, and Dallas hasn't been on the road. And face the type of opponent like this this year yep. that they've won. They played Philadelphia, they lost. They played the 49ers, they lost. You going into Archer Park, they got something for you if you allow that quarterback to do what he's normally can do, what he can okay. do at home. I'm going to say it again. <clears throat> I still feel like what happened at Arizona and especially what happened at San Francisco was another season ago, like it was last season. Like we, we you started. Can, you can, you can uh, certainly argue that it was a different team than that they, they that they're playing now. It, it, the way things are, the tight end has evolved. CeeDee Lamb all of a sudden has become something other than a fringe number one, as Richard mm-hmm. Sherman would call him. A fringe number one, as Richard Sherman called him. Because I didn't call him a fringe one. Richard said that. That's you see, he he, Richard said it. I said he was missing something. That's where he was. I was missing something is what I said. That's what so, he was. I mean, he, he admitted it. I, I was sitting there at the it's, TNF it's game so, when Taylor Rooks interviewed him. He said, hey, I, he had a valid point. That's the way I was playing. I was looking at the tape. I'm not sitting there like, mm, I'm doing something other than tape. 
Uh, the tape has said since then, since those times, they've targeted him no, over 10 100%, times a game. 100%. They were targeting they him four better. or five times a game. They're targeting him over 10 times every at, single at, game. At San Francisco, like, they're targeting him five times, and he caught four for 49, and I didn't even know he played. And you don't even know he played. And ever no, since and, then. And they're a better football team right now than they were at the beginning of the season. There's yeah, no question and, about it, Skip. Arizona, you can't erase, and you certainly can't erase the San Francisco losses. No. I understand that's what just, you want to do, look, but you can't do that. But just like, that's what I tell Skip. He want to erase those, but then bring up the Giants game that happened at the beginning of the season. I'll tell you what, Skip, Skip be, be cherry-picking, but I like it, Skip. But it, it, you do not want to get in a shootout in Orchard Park. That's what I'll say. Okay. If you get in a shootout like you did against the, the Seattle Seahawks in Orchard Park, I don't know if the results are the same okay. because they get a little wacky out there when things get crazy. But if you can keep the game low and that defense okay. starts to play well and Micah so gets I, going. I told you guys yesterday, maybe the gods are smiling on us because the weather forecast right now is pretty good. decent yeah, for good. this time oh, of year. It's good. It's great, actually. It's great. Right. Okay. Like, same as it would be anywhere like else in the country high, to play good football. High 30s. I, I don't know what the wind will be because sometimes that's a wind tunnel through yeah. there where the wind just whips through. Right. But – we're going to go deep into Josh Allen in a little bit, but I'm just going to say this because I've said it sitting in this seat a hundred times on this show. I do think he's been overrated over time because he's a turnover machine. Right. And he got so much acclaim, so much shine so early that, that he always tries to live up to the Mahomes comparison. Is he better than Mahomes? And he will try just about anything at any moment. And by the way, every once in a while, he can pull it off because he, he has a huge arm and he is a huge man. He is 6'5", 245 or in that range. And he is hard to get on the ground. He does, everything, he does everything Lamar Jackson does. He does everything. In a the difference is yeah. Lamar doesn't turn the football over no, nearly as bad. Like but in terms of his ability to run, yeah. His ability, Lamar Jackson can pierce the football. People don't want to give him that credit hey, because that's just no, when you come should. into the. But when you come into hey. this league, and there is this, everybody has a knock on him in the mm -hmm. league, right? He's not fast. He's not tall. He won't tackle. He throws a lot in that, that, and it sticks with you. No yep. matter what you do, it just sticks with you throughout your career. Mm -hmm. And this is Josh Allen. He's a turnover machine. He is. He can. But but that's not even a bad hand. That's just the truth. Just no, true. it's the yeah. truth. But he he can lessen his turnovers mm -hmm. in the next ten years, Skip, and people are still gonna say okay. he's a turnover uh, machine. Yeah, I mean, because early in his career, that's what he, he was. was a turnover machine. Right. Same thing with Brett Favre. He gonna take it from you and he gonna give it to you. Right. That's just that's the reality of it. I mean, gunslinger. It, it, yeah. But it, you just look at his stats from last year. You know, he had 14 interceptions. Dak. Everybody was killing Dak last year, including including me, because he had the 15 interceptions in 12 games. Well, you look at Josh Allen right now. He has 14 interceptions in their 13 games into the season. It, but you still oh, okay. All right. I mean, we're not bringing that up. Okay. All right. We're not talking about that. Shh, don't all right. Say it because. All right, well, never mind. Never mind. I mean, it's Shh, all right. Leave him alone. I got you. Right. Skip will get him. We're not going to? Okay. I'm going to get him. <laughs> Let's Skip bit. get him because that's what Skip wants to do. I, I, okay. I right. might get you guys Lakers in just a moment here because, wait, they're, like they're, they're going to raise a banner for that? That's right. For that? Ain't uh, that the Jordan pump? I don't want it. We raised championships. We got 17 we of them. We a championship. Richard, what are you talking about? NBA championship. Well, we got no
Now it is your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet from our man, Coach Edwards. Danny Tommy DeVito is licking his chops to play the Eagles. Yeah, I hope he is. Uh, no he way. gets him twice. Yeah, I just don't think he can do it, Skip. It's cute, he, no, he, but... He'll get him once. He'll get him once, and that's all we need. I mean, Wink Wink, yeah. Wink is going to make it hard on him. I ain't gonna hard. Hey, he's got some weapons on defense. All right, this is from Jeremy Allman, who says, Skip said Tommy Cutlet. Ha, ha, ha. There's nothing better than a good cutlet. I think that's the situation on Jersey Shore. I'm liking it. Then tweet number three. Oh, we got Dak is the Eagles' daddy. Well, he is for right now. I think he earned the right. Oh, they had the baby? No, I don't think they did. I think he's... I don't think they have. I think that's another baby. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that, that I don't look like Dak right now. Dak, I think that, that that's a little old. That's old. The picture yeah. is holding the baby. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I said that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got to discuss this situation with two lifelong diehard Lakers fans from Los Angeles. Let's go, John and Richard. Lakers say they will raise a, quote, unique add-a-year in-season tournament banner, unquote ahead of their home game against the New York Knicks on December 18th. Lakers will differentiate the banner from the ones honoring their 17 championships by making it a different shape, different color. But space will also be created to add future years should the purple and gold win. <laughs> yes, stop it, Keyshawn. Yeah, okay. Is that all you got? Okay, Keyshawn, you first as a lifelong Laker fan. Oh, I'm with it. Are you good with this? I'm with, I'm with it 100%. Because? Because it's a championship. This is different than the old Pacific, was it the Pacific Division? Division yeah. yeah, Pacific Division. It's yeah. different. This is a championship, mm. right? And you say, well, what does that mean? It means that every single year from here on out, mm -hmm. I'm assuming over the next 50 years, this is, this is every single year, yeah. there's going to be an in-season tournament. I assume so. They're not going to take it away. So we're not hanging a banner where they go, Oh, we looked at it. It didn't work. The ratings wasn't good. It wasn't that. That's not what the NBA is doing. The NBA is building this. And every single year, it's 2000, ours will be 2023. So in that square at the top, mm -hmm. we'll put 2023, boom. Then the rest of them will be blank. Then it'll be 2027, boom. Then 28, boom. That's okay. Because it'll Wait, be off to the skip side. A couple years? Well, I just gonna, I didn't want to go multiple. I didn't want to go every yeah. single year. I just right. was spacing it out so that you can understand hmm. what those boxes are gonna look like. Okay. It's not a situation where where you look at the Raptors now, there's championship and championship and championship and championship and then uh, retired jerseys, retired. This is one little space off to the side where every single year, the in-season tournament, we're gonna put it up. It's fine. That's what the Lakers are about, championships. There's nothing wrong with this. Let me tell you something, man. First and foremost, if every single team had an opportunity to do what the Lakers did in Vegas, they'd be hanging one too. Yeah, but that's, that's because they keep. They're, they're not you. If the Boston Celtics. I don't know. If, they if the Boston Celtics had one, you don't think that they would hang one? And on top of that, you know what? I don't think they would. I don't oh, absolutely, they, they would. Absolutely, it's Gee. a championship. Gee. It's only the end season, Richard. Right, but that, but but it's not a championship then. It's an end season cha tournament championship. So, so what are we the champions of? 
the in-season tournament. Which ain't a champion. It is. Look, the in-season. I'm, I'm a Lakers fan like you. We don't, we don't, we don't no, hang. But see, that's we, the, but, but you're doing the arrogant Laker thing right now. No, I'm yes, doing the, are. I'm doing the, no. I'm doing the, we got standard. We don't hang jerseys of people that aren't Hall of Famers. We don't, we don't put things under rafters that don't cement us in history. And it's not cementing us in history. Either we the champions of the entire league. Oh, we know that, but that's what we've been. See, you're doing the arrogant Laker How thing, and I, I get it. Arrogant, because you, you, what you're saying right now is we're too good for this. No, I'm saying either we are the champions of the entire – we're world champions. Yes. Or there's no reason to hang the banner. But it's in-season tournament champion, not world champion. Right, but I'm just saying the organization – This is we, not the Pacific we, Division. This is not the Western Conference final banner. It's not that. But they shouldn't call it a championship then because it's a cup. It's just an in-season cup. Okay, maybe they they call it the in-season cup championship or something. I don't know. Which is fine because it's it's like soccer. That's where they got the idea from, from from the soccer teams having an in-season cup. But it's just weird for an organization. Like if the Clippers did it, if a team that didn't have championship, didn't have 17 championship, then it's like, hey, we have to celebrate all wins. But if the Clippers did it, I will be laughing my butt off. And the reason I will be laughing my butt off, because they'll never get to another championship, a, a world championship. They'll be stuck only in the in-season tournaments. For us, if you, we plan on winning multiples over time. So but, we're going to place, we're going to have placeholders to put those I, years I, in. I put, if, if it's a joke for the Clippers yes, to put it up, then how it's is it not a joke for us to put it because up? Because we got real championship, world championships up too. World championships Come on, listen. No. How are you not getting what you're saying to me? No, we got world championships, <laughs> which is fine. But in-season tournament championship is the new norm now. That is going forward. We're going to have multiple. So we just put them up. Mm. And the Celtics will put them up. Dallas will put them up. You watch. Mm. We wouldn't be doing it. Genie Bus number one, wouldn't be doing it if it didn't mean something. Keep. Genie Bus would not be doing it if it didn't mean something. Are you saying we're going to put the trophy in a trophy case with the 17 championships? No, it'll have its own trophy case. <laughs> That's Just what... like this will have its own space. It's not going up next mm-hmm. to the championship banners. It's going up somewhere else. It might go up on the north end or something like that. Maybe put it on the court, but don't put it in the rafters. We don't, put, we don't, we don't have really a ring of honor we don't, because you don't do that. We, if you're a Hall of Famer, you go, your jersey go up. Well, that's really and, the and, and, honor, and, and, But it's only Hall of Famers. So that's the kind of organization the Lakers are. They don't put guys up that don't have Hall of Fame resumes and Hall of Famers. I, you can check me. You can fact check me. But I don't think, me. no, 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 that's right. No, it's true. Mm. It's true, Skip, but Sorry, nobody Skip. else right. does that either, I don't think. Keyshawn, I really did think the Los Angeles Lakers were all about June and not December. But that's what I thought. Skip! June and not December. Okay. Okay. And I will give right you this. Alley. I, I believe Jeannie got some pressure from the league office, if not encouragement. That, and that, please and that, validate and us. That may, validate us. Put it up and, there. And, so that, we, and okay. that may be the case. Yeah. That may be the case. The governor said, hey, the board of governors in the league said, hey, we need you to do this for us, Skip. That right? Means, and, and that maybe. may be the case. But it's an in-season tournament. They plan on having multiples. If this was the only year, I'd give it to you, Skip. Then I first thing I said, no, nah, man, throw that down. But mm-hmm. it's not. This is here. It's staying. It ain't going nowhere. There you go.
But doesn't it feel like a championship to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm talking I think it's a championship. No, how, many, how, many, how many games, uh, was it seven games that it took? Uh, yeah, so it was four. Six, yeah, six, six. Four six. and two. Yeah. So six and oh, every single year, it'll be six yep. and oh. Mm-hmm. Either next year we win it again, we put another one. Like again, maybe Miami is seven games, yeah. So now. Is it seven? Oh, it's six. Six. four in group it, it, and then it, it, two. two. No, three. Three. Because the championship. Oh, there's yeah, quarters. Yeah, That's yeah, why I thought it was seven. But, but when you think about it, though, Skip, I understand what y'all saying. World championships, we got them up there, names, all that, blah, blah, blah. But this is separate. You cannot put them together. This is totally separate. Keith, Keith I am with you probably. This is not a Pacific Keith, championship. I'm with you probably 75% of the time. I promise you. I, I agree with you. But we can't make it a joke if the Clippers did it. No, the Clippers, it. it's a joke. It can't be a, a joke. joke if the it's, Clippers it's were doing it. It's a joke. It, because not, they don't have any other banners. Right. But that's my point. And they we, need to fill their new stadium with something. And we don't. We no, don't. But it's a separate portion of our stadium. This is not, they're not going to put it next to the world championships. The only thing we have in our rafters is history. We and have, this is getting ready to be history. Yeah, but it's not, it's not a relevant part. It, it's not history. If it wasn't relevant, if it wasn't relevant, they wouldn't do it. They doing it because it's a way to generate attention and money for the players and because make the game more relevant. exciting and make the regular season more exciting. It's not relevant. Nobody cares about it, but it did make players play hard and put money in their pocket. I yep. guarantee you Mm-hmm. Skip, Skip, I guarantee yeah. you, every team that wins one will put the in the Raptors. Every one. Well, I mean, I just thought we maybe win. Sacramento will, but I don't, I don't know about you know, every one. Miami. I'm just trying to think okay. of ones so, that got multiple championships. Okay. This is what got me. Detroit, just, Chicago. Just, yeah, just 12 days before Saturday night. You went to Philadelphia and lost by 44 points. It was the worst beating LeBron has suffered in yeah. his entire 21-year Okay, okay, I got it. But that happened. And then two nights later, you were in Oklahoma City and you lost by 23 to the Young Thunder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boy, and LeBron is talking about a lot has got to change. But then a whole lot of teams, almost bubble-like, did not take this nearly as seriously as LeBron and company took it. That's their fault. That's their fault. Take it serious next time. Okay. So it became a microcosm of the bubble championship where a bunch of teams are like, we're out. We don't care about this. What does it really matter? So you don't think any teams, and I'll say this to you again for the 19,000th time, you don't think any teams wanted to win the championship in the bubble? You don't think bubble? any of them wanted yeah. to win the championship? Yeah, I think Denver wanted to win. I think, I, I think Miami the Lakers wanted to, wanted to win it way more yeah. than anybody else. That's their I agree. Fault then. Yeah. That's your fault okay. that you didn't want to win a world championship. Mm-hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with LeBron and Lakers. Yeah. I Play thought, better. I thought, speaking of the Clippers, I thought they were a little better than that Lakers team because that Clippers no. team was really they, they, good. They, 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 no, they were good. No. Hold on. Doc was the coach. Hold on. Hold on. Doc was the coach. The Lakers started that season like 21 and 4. No, I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm ready to tell you. Hold on. He is notoriously known well, he's to blow what? 3-1 three three leads. Okay. A bunch but hold on. The, the, the yeah. Lakers started that season like 20-3 and three or something crazy like that. We're not about to sit here and act like that. That, 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 that team wasn't like that. That's what I don't get about that bubble championship stuff. The Lakers started that season before COVID and everything, paused everything. They were rolling. They were rolling. But I just, Keith, I thought you was going to be with me on this. Mm. No, I'm not. You, it, but, but you with me if the Clippers raised it. Yeah, because the Clippers, Okay. If the Clippers raised it, first of all, it's L.A. and I hate the Clippers. I don't like I'm, it. I'm with the, you. Their colors, I don't like anything We are all to say they clipper it. If they raised it because they don't have any banners, 
two rays other than the Pacific Conference banner that they put. Which is a joke. Which is, see? You see what I'm saying? Now you're laughing at that. I know. You're laughing at that. Together if these. they had championships, then they wouldn't put the Pacific Conference, whatever it is, up. That's why it's a joke. We That's would, the only reason why. I thought we would say... Hey, we don't have room for in-season tournament. We got to save no, room have, no, for our don't. next banner. No, we don't. We going to put the in-season We are. Mm. It's just the reality of it. It's it the reality is, of it. It has come to this for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, are you you're, out of your, your mind, standards Chip? have fallen. Chicago Bulls with six rings. Mm. Michael Jordan, if he was playing in the in-season tournament mm. and they had won five of them already, they would hang it, too. I don't think they would. 100%, man. No. 100%. You're so you know, dead wrong. If Michael 100%. were still playing, he'd say no. No, that's not true. Yeah. It's a championship. He'd go win it, and then he'd say no banner, no. It's a championship. You know, you know what I would say? This is not I, a I, bowl game. I would say this. I would say this. I don't like how they broke it up. I wish it was consecutive games and there was no breaks in between. Oh, and I would well, have respected. No, 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 no. I'm just saying because it, then, then those losses that we took, then those, like, then it all counts because I just don't understand, like, how you turn it on, turn it off. And it all counts now. It didn't all count. Those games didn't count towards the tournament games. They, they took those. No, big all losses. those games didn't count towards the That's tournament. That's what I'm saying. Thought you meant toward the regular season numbers. No, no, they count toward the regular. But it, it was just such a weird because it'd be like we play a tournament game, then we don't. We play a tournament game, then we don't. Then we, it, it's just a weird deal where it's like it's not consistent enough to give it credibility like that. You don't want to give it credibility I, I be, because of uh, how inconsistent. Because when you go to the NBA Finals and you go win a championship, then, you have straight. to win straight. Yeah, I understand. You have to win certain amount of games consecutive. You would you would have liked for them to take a break from the regular basketball season yeah. and go seven straight games of tournament. Of tournament. Yes. It, or, or ten games yeah, or maybe, whatever. Maybe they change it next year. I don't know. Because it, but for now, I'm going to celebrate this. Okay. <laughs> I will tell you this. I think LeBron has forced the rest of the league next year to take it much more seriously. Yes. That is true. Because they're all saying, wait, he did that? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let's see how the Lakers play tonight, and let's see how they play the rest of the season. In the non-in-tournament game. I don't want to see him lose by 44 at Dallas tonight, right? Well, I don't think they're going to lose at 44. Kyrie is, is, is not out. doing yeah, well, and he's out. Yeah. So Okay. Up next, I can't wait for this because I want to hear what Richard has to say because he played for this man. But did Kyle Shanahan coach the 49ers into getting DK Metcalf ejected? Good question. Ready? No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle reports that the night before the 49ers Sunday game against Seattle, Kyle Shanahan showed the team clips of DK Metcalf losing his cool and told his players, we will get 14, as in number 14, we will get 14 to lose his mind. Christmas present for whoever gets him, said Kyle Shanahan. Now, Mike Silver added that Shanahan likely was kidding about the Christmas present, though... I'm guessing the league just might check into a potential salary cap violation there. But, Richard, you did play for Coach Shanahan. Does this sound like something Kyle would do the night before a game? No question. Yeah. I mean, it's something Kyle would do. It's something Pete would do. Uh, it's it, The coaches, that, that those are coaches that I played for. Yep. You see tendencies from guys. And if there is an advantage on the football field, Kyle Shanahan will will get it and he will exploit it, whether that's schematically, whether that's a player, whether that's a coach, whether that's uh, 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 whatever it is, <clears throat> he's going to do his best to expose it. And 
he's going to highlight it to his players during the team meeting. So if a player is a big-time fumbler, then during the turnover presentation, they're going to show that guy repeatedly how he got the ball up, <clears throat> how he's fumbled. If he's a big-time interception thrower, hey, these are the coverages that he throw interceptions to. These, this is what he's done. So if there's a player that bites on run fakes and play action is susceptible, he's going to show it and he's going to expose it. So this is just another opportunity where he was in a team meeting. He was like, hey, probably showed highlights of DK Metcalf getting frustrated, fighting, hitting guys, maybe Charverius Ward. There was a couple instances yeah. there. And he's like, hey, this is 15 yards we can get. If somebody can get this, this will help our team. And that's probably what he said. So, yeah, this is, this is likely something Kyle said. This is something Pete would have said, too. Hey, this is a guy we can get. Even to the referees you got in the game. Hey, you got Sheffers this game. Hey, he has a, he has a son at Duke or something. Really? It's like, hey, have a conversation <laughs> with him. I'm talking about this is how interesting. This is the stuff people don't know about football games. You get to know the refs. So when... Keyshawn Johnson is over there MFing him because he didn't give him a pass interference call. Mm -hmm. And then I go over there and say, hey, man, you ain't got to let hey, Carl, you ain't got to let you ain't got to let Keyshawn talk to you like that. Yeah. Hey, Keyshawn, man. Hey, but how's your son at oh, Duke? How's your son? <clears throat> how's your son? Everything good? Yeah. Then, then maybe that gets me a little bit more leeway in a situation where I give Keyshawn a little bit more of the business. Right. And he says, hey, hey, Sherm, I might have to call that next time. I said, baby, yeah, I'll let you go. I appreciate time. you. Yeah. No, he, he, I'm not worried about what Sherm was talking about. <laughs> myself, we got a little just fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> but Sherm is right. This rings true to all coaches. Not all coaches. Let me correct myself. All good coaches. There you go. Attention to detail. Yeah. Right? The guys that I've always been around and played for, we get all the information, Skip. Right? It, it could be, you know, going back years of just clips, film, study to understand body language, things of that nature matched up with plays, right? You say to yourself, you look at it, you go, well, he's going to start to, by the second quarter, watch when you catch three balls on Richard Sherman. Mm. Head down. That tells me mm. I'm in his head now. Mm. Look at him walking back to the huddle. Mm. He's worried. He's mad now. His head done dropped. I done caught a simple five-yard out. Just a simple five-yard out. Very easy. He's 10 yards off. They just throw it to me. It's just a little out. His head done dropped. I don't because think he his head ever to. dropped. No, 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 no. Head up no, like no. my nose is bleeding. That may be the case with Richard. Yeah. But there's a number no, of are. defensive backs, Definitely. defensive players, whatever the case may be. We were always taught this guy is going to cost his team at some point mm -hmm. throughout the game, mm -hmm. whether it's Bill Romanowski. Bill Romanowski is going to cost his team. Know him well. He's going yeah. to cost his team. Mm -hmm. He's got a little psycho in him. He's going to say something to yeah. you, Keyshawn. Don't respond to him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he does exactly what we thought he would do. Get a 15-yard, unsportsmanlike conduct, mm -hmm. roughing the passer, mm -hmm. uh, uh, dumping a guy on the back of his head because he can't help himself. Yeah. In the moment that you walk past him and you say something to a player, he blows a gasket. Now, all of a sudden, you look at what DK did. Yes, it's a turnover. But there's no need to carry over the frustration of the way they were dominating you mm -hmm. to all of a sudden pick up Fred Warner <laughs> and suflexing. <laughs> you don't need to do all you can just hold him up. Just hold him up. They're going to blow the whistle. What, what? But now you suflex him. Yeah. He now retaliates you. Yeah. But guess what? It's not the second act that's caught. 
Always. It's all, no, 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 skip. Yeah. It's not the second act. Yeah. It's the third, third act. Okay. They like to say second act, but it's the third act. Because once I hit Richard, Richard hits me, I hit him back, I'm caught. Yeah. That's the third act, just like Fred, right? Now, all of a sudden, DK retaliates the third time because, boom, yeah. they didn't do anything. Now you get up pushing. He pushes you. You run to him and grab him. So now you got in trouble. Right. Now mm -hmm. they're, they're paying attention. They let you get away with one and two. Yeah. They don't let you get away with three. Right. And that's the situation where you cost your team. Okay, quick defense of Bill Romanowski. <laughs> you know him well. He was the original Romo. He was Romo before Tony Romo was I Romo. Can't stand him. Everywhere he went, they I like won. Him, I can't stand everywhere, him. everywhere he went, they oh, won championships yes. because he was a leader and, and he could get in your head as well as you might set him off too. Right. But, but he, listen, you want to talk about no, I played against bringing him. it. Whoa. Yeah. No, he, he had a motor. He and, had a motor. And he would resort to just about anything, anything to anything. get under your and, skin. And, and, oh, yeah. i tell you what, as a, as a corner in the National Football League, <clears throat> there's sometimes some of these dudes out there, some of the most talented players in the world, you don't got answers for it, Skip. Like, <clears throat> it ain't a technique. It ain't a way you can play. That's going to stop them that day. Yeah. You know what? These is humans, and they preem us. They preem us. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, hey, all I got to do is getting to the point where he's more focused on me than catching the ball oh, yeah. and beating True. me. So there's been multiple times where, where a receiver is, is, is catching a few balls, finding a rhythm. He got some, he got some juice to him that day. And you just you just nudge him after the play. You dump him over a pile one time. Yep. You hit him in your throat one time. You jab it, and then you act like you don't care. Like I'm not I'm not going to do it and keep fighting with you. I'm gonna jab you in your throat and then act like oh man. My, and then all of a sudden you want to fight me. Yeah, now yeah. now you were you were on your way to a hundred yard game, and now you want to fight me. They throwing the ball, hitting you in the side because you yeah. over there wrestling with me. <laughs> hey, I'm doing my you, job. You you would know this pretty well because you've seen pretty much every single Cowboy game in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Right. So. The late Sean Taylor could and should be a Hall of Fame player, right? But he went too early. He left us too early. too early. But Sean had a, a knack for this, this, this knocking heads off, but also a heavy intensity. So him and I, we go back and forth in games. Miami, Florida, you know, California. You this, you that. Oh, man, be quiet. You just talking all that Florida mess. We just going back and forth, back and forth. Dallas, we're playing Washington. We go all go. Mm -hmm. Four verts. You in the I'm in the slot. Mm -hmm. Who's the quarterback? The quarterback at this time was either, I think it might have been Testy or Bledsoe, one of the two. I don't, All right. I'm trying to think. It was one of the two. Six of one, half dozen of the other. You're saying, right? 80-year-old <laughs> Vinny and 75-year-old Drew. So we go four verts. Yep. Sean, like he said, is off his game at this point because I'm just, you know, I got silent whispers in his ear. He's thinking about me the whole time on four verts. He's supposed to boom. He stays locked in on me. Cooper, I mean, Patrick Creighton goes right up the rail on the outside. Mm -hmm. Boom, touchdown, walk off, game over. And you know me. Oh, I'm just. Oh, you in his ear. Oh, I done called him every word you could think of. <laughs> Any word you could think of from stupid, dumb, to just everything. Did he want to fight? To the point. Oh, they want to fight. Where he wanted to fight. Yeah. All the way through the tunnel. I'm sure he did. Your tunnel over there, you coming through my tunnel. Because I got so under his skin throughout the game, maybe and then on that particular play. Maybe that's what your nephew you know? did that one day, because he had a little tunnel incident this year where somebody went into the tunnel and chased him down. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, it might have been Tennessee. Was, I think it was Tennessee they were playing, right? It was somebody. Carolina. Carolina. It was Carolina. They, they had just tunnel. beat, and he was chirping to some big I'm, lineman. I'm not sure you'd want to mess with Sean, though.
Shaq was a good player, man. I know, but I'm, I'm talking about hey, off the field. He's you know? a big dude now. Yeah, he's big. big. He was. He might have been one of the biggest safeties I ever seen between Tim McDonald, Steve Atwater, and David Fulcher. Mm-hmm. Them dude, Darren Wilson was big too, though. Them was not, not as big. Not as, as big as them no, three. No. But they, Darren Wilson was a big dude too, though. Mm-hmm. Some right. big safety. Right. Uh, but 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 Skip, it ain't about it if you can beat him in a fight. Skip, I need to get between these lines. Everybody talks about the incident between me and Trent Williams uh, a few years back when he was with uh, the commi- or what the Washington team. Yes, yes. <laughs> it changed names. Three names times. in four years. But but you know we good friends now. But in that day, I am an antagonist on that football field. Yeah. I am going to find a way to make y'all focus on me because if y'all focused on me, y'all not focused on the game and we winning. Mm-hmm. All I care about is the win. I don't care about fighting you. I don't I don't care about hey who can win in a boxing match. At the end of the day, so to Kyle Shanahan's point, what we started on is whatever advantage you can get in a football game to help your yes. team get the W and give them an L, you're going to exploit. And Kyle Shanahan, and like like Keith said, every winning coach, I guarantee you, Bill Belichick, if they were playing the Seattle yeah. Seahawks, would, would show and say, hey, this is a guy we can frustrate. Mm-hmm. This is a guy we – he may say it in a different way than Kyle and Pete, mm-hmm. but he's going to say, hey, let's get after this. Let's make a difference. And, right. and the players might do – what we talking about? It might just be a little word here, a word here, a little, a little nudge here, a little, a little jab here, like nothing crazy. And then there are certain guys that you better not and probably shouldn't say anything to because you get ready to light the fire underneath. And them. that's a story. That's that we're, a we're different. We're about one. to do that story here in just a few minutes. Okay, so you started this off by saying Kyle would do it and Pete would do it, but Kyle did it to Pete's player. So now the counter move here. Uh, for this psychological warfare is Pete's got to sit DK down at some point and show him a bunch of clips of himself and say, we have to clean this up, man, because you you can be a really great player in this league. You got all the talent in the world, but this won't work. You you keep hurting us and hurting yourself. I I can almost without knowing and being a fly on the wall can guarantee you that Pete Carroll's had that conversation probably multiple times because again, Good coaches in this league are going to communicate with their players on both the positive and the negative side about how you affect the team. I'm sure he has said to him, whatever you do, don't allow this sort of stuff to get in the way of what we can accomplish here. When you do this, it hurts our team. Mm -hmm. I've heard those conversations multiple times from coaches that I play with. Whatever you do, don't allow Bill Romanowski to do this. Mm-hmm. Don't allow Antonio Langham to do this. Mm. Don't allow Terrell Buckley to do this. Don't pay them any attention. Patrick Sertan, don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. And you don't listen to it, and you go out there and you ball, and now you can chirp at that point in time because right. you're up on them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, But to your point, he has had that conversation with him. And Pete's one of the most patient and understanding and psychologically um, conscious coaches in the National Football League. So he's probably looked at it from every different angle. Hey, maybe it's a chemical imbalance, so let's check on that. Hey, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to have the coach talk to him. Hey, is everything all right at home? Is it a mental health issue? Um, but sometimes just frustration. A guy, you know, Fred Warner pushed him in the back pretty hard. That would frustrate just about anybody. Can you respond how he did? Not necessarily, but you can see where the anger is coming from. You're losing the game. Fred... <laughs> Fred did it on purpose. You know, Fred is a bit of an antagonist, too. Sure. He pushed him really hard and unnecessarily, which is, which is what, what he wanted to do. He wanted to get this reaction, and Fred knew what he was doing. And he said, hey, got him, and I'm going to put my guy. hands up. Third guy. Third guy. But 
Pete has had that conversation. He does have to, to make better decisions. It's hard sometimes in the heat of the battle when you're a super alpha, you know, male and a competitor like that. But, I mean, we've all been there at, at some point or another. I know you've been there. I've been there. At yeah, own, I, I've, I've been there, but not like that. Not, okay. not like so that. I've got to ask no both way. of you. Have you been there to the point that you've been offered a Christmas present, as in a bonus, a reward, or a bounty to do something if you do this? Because you, you, it's, it's cap circumvention if somebody's going to reward you with some sort of under-the-table gift or cash or whatever it would be, right? Um, you, you can't do not, it. Did not, that not, ever happen in your career? I mean, but it, it, most of the time it's players doing it when I was young. You know what I mean? Like, hey, whoever gets the first interception or, or a biggest okay, special. That's different, that's different than what he's talking yeah, about. Right. I'm talking about coming skip, from the head skip, coach. Skip, I'm, I'm skip is think. talking about 15 yards getting a dude ejected. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't remember anything like that where, no, it, where it's been. Yeah, and I don't even think Kyle's going to do it. Um, we always had pots. Yeah, we, we had pots for, for, for stuff like those that. Those are player pots. Yeah, player right. pots for whatever the case may be. It, right. If you score two touchdowns, if you get uh, the first interception, if you um, tackle inside the ten yard line on kickoff or punt return, yeah. And that, that, I mean, me and Percy, me and Percy Harvin had a, had a bet to start the season the year we won the Super Bowl. Who would have whether he would have more touchdowns or I had more interceptions, but he got injured uh, throughout the year, so he didn't get a chance to, so okay, we ended up washing fine. itself but, out. But, but obviously the worst case was the Bounty Bowl case because right. they go into the Brett Favre NFC Championship game, Minnesota at New Orleans, and there's a bounty in the locker room from on high, from, from the coaches down. Right. If you knock him out of the game, which they came close, they beat the hell out of him in that yeah. game. He, he wound up on the table. They, they had to, like, carry him to the bus. Right. But, but again, they got busted for bounties. So, yeah, I've had a few yeah. of those on my head before. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, man. Well, you, you, but that, that's sometimes when you yeah, talk, had, when you start saying stuff. I had, I had one. <laughs> you got to be careful. Uh, I had one my rookie season, and, and uh, it was obviously investigated by the league, the whole deal. Really? Yeah, it was, it's in my book. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Gunther well. Cunningham. Uh, wanted to have me all right offed offed so to speak. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've never played against the guy. I don't. What is it for? Man, I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea. So a bounty was offered to knock you out of the yeah. game. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, you and got do you some. remember anybody coming at you? Nah. Uh. Uh. I never. Never. Ever. It was. It was fascinating to learn that though. Okay. I learned it, and I was like, I've never. I. Had, I just got in the league. Yeah, but you might have, you know. No, but I had just got in the yeah, league. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's the off the field, if you know what I mean. I There's some kind of interaction. In the league, <laughs> it ain't about the league. Might be some kind of interaction. So the with league somebody. had to investigate it and do a whole deal. Yeah. Where was he coaching at this? I point? think he was the DC at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, he was. Even, he was. I wasn't even playing against Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, but 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 it's somewhere somewhere along somewhere the line. I know I get it. <laughs> I laughed at it me myself because you're gonna have, you're gonna have a hard time knocking me out. Okay, but nothing was found, right? They, if they investigated. Um, I don't know if I don't even remember, Skip, okay. if anything was found. They, no suspensions, nothing like that. Okay, all right. Okay, speaking of this, <laughs> let's, try to, let's try to stay in the same ballpark here because trash talk. AJ Brown called Stefan Gilmore old early in Sunday night's game, and then Gilmore made AJ look pretty old. We're going to talk about that. We'll do it. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Stephon Gilmore says that early in Sunday night's game, A.J. Brown called him old. 
and it lit a fire under him. To me, Stephon Gilmore played the best game of any individual Dallas defender on a unit that held the Eagles to two field goals. But Richard, do you think, knowing what you know about Stephon and how this game is played, was this a case of trash talk backfiring? No question, yeah. Skip. No question. There are certain players, you know, and A.J. Brown is one of those guys where, hey, I'm the, I'm the biggest, baddest. I'm the dragon. I'm the bear. I'm the storm. So when I talk to somebody, I know you got to deal with me. Mm-hmm. But Killy's one of those guys, too. There's a reason he won Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the best corners in the league and has been one of the best corners pretty much his entire career. So usually throughout the game, you know, a guy's just doing his job. A guy's just, just playing. He's playing hard. He's trying to do his job. He's trying to be efficient. He's trying to be effective. But he's not really concerned about the receiver. He's just doing his job. Then you make it personal. Then you say he's old. Now he's going to turn on everything that he got. You turn on every instinct, every bit of care, every bit of effort. Hey, he's not worried about, hey, what am I doing on this play? He's locking you the whole game, and he has that in him. And if you've ever watched him, if you've ever studied him, he can follow a number one receiver and limit them to their worst games of the season. He's done it a, a lot of years now. And so you got to respect years. the game. And so some people get confused with age. They, they get lost with that because you say, oh, he's older, so, so he can't play anymore. Don't let that confuse you because everybody's not built the same. Every corner is not built, hey, when you turn 30, you're out of the, you're out of the business. Darius Slay is still playing good football. Gilly's still playing good football. And when you get them to a point where you piss them off, you're going to see him at his best. And at his best, he's an issue. And that's what you learn. If you got him at his best, just, just quiet, because he's a quiet dude. He don't bother nobody. No. got a good family, a good husband, good dad. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to bother nobody. He's just going to do his job. Yep. But you wake him up. That's on you. <sighs> Thank you, AJ. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's what you should Keyshawn, what? not impressed. I didn't say this. I can just, just tell by your yeah, body language. Yeah, you got that snicker. Yeah, you got that thing No, going. it's not that I'm not impressed. I'm just, what, could, what do you consider as a, a, a future Hall of Fame corner as a good game. That, not giving up a lot of great catches, creating turnovers, um, making big plays, biggest stops on third down, et cetera, et cetera. So if you were targeted 11 times mm-hmm. and there was eight completions for about 90 yards mm-hmm. and you had nine tackles in the game and you caused a fumble <laughs> after the guy caught the ball on you and ran a nice route on you but was careless with the football after the fact, do you consider that a good game? Because I don't. It, so, so I got a turnover that, that changed the complexion of the game. After I, the dude worked you to get open, and then he was careless with the football. Keith, Keith, you can, I'm call, just it, asking you can call it what you want. Was he careless or did I force the turnover? I, I because, think he forced it. That, because that it, it, you, you, like, I, 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 I understand you trying to downplay it, but that don't look like no, no, careless not, with I'm the not, football. I'm that not looks trying like, to downplay it. I'm just trying to understand the way that you view, because if somebody's targeted 11 times for my money, and there's eight receptions on you for 90 yards, and you, you're going to get the tackles because you got to tackle the guy who caught the ball. And how many PBUs do I got on the guy? I don't know how many PBUs. I think he would have had two. Two okay. deflections in a game for a corner is really good. Uh, a forced fumble in a game for a corner turnover is, is really good. And we won the game by, what, 20? Yeah, but I'm just talking about you individual, not your collective so, so, group so they winning did, the game. Because that can go any way. Like, we could get in the garbage time of a game and a guy can stack up stats. And it yeah. looks like he had a good game, but they didn't score a touchdown in the game. Okay. So if, if, if you sit there and you say, if you judge it like that, and, and we, my coach got me playing eight yards off in, in soft two, and he catching 
eight-yard hitches, curls, 12-yard slant, and he's going for 15, 20 yards, he can stack up his stats, and I can't do anything about it. No, you can't. So, you can't do anything I about I think he played a really good numbers. game. I'm just saying when you, when you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, he's shutting down, okay, I would say that he played a really good game against him, and they made some, he made a key play at a key time that the Cowboys desperately needed it. But as far as him being this shutdown, lockdown corner where nobody's going to target him, I'm like, well, they're, oh, they are throwing at him. Right. Well, he's on their number one receiver. You know? So when you look at that, they are attempting to throw at him. Keyshawn, that receiver went six straight games catching 125-plus yards. Well, six like straight. Okay, five it was weeks back, ago. It was back yeah. a ways. But that's his nuclear capability. And this man at age 33 – did a beautiful job of containing him, especially yes, when yes. it mattered the most. Because yeah. if you remember, late third quarter, it was still a two-score game. It was still a two-touchdown game, 14 points. And if I can show you the two plays, it got to third and 11 at the Cowboy 33, and then it was fourth and eight at the 30. And if we could see these two plays, th this is what you call winning football to me is you have to tackle him, and he got him on the ground. And then this is the fourth down play, and I was surprised they went and this for is it, but zero. they did. This is zero, zero. coverage. And it I'm going to get him on the ground. And he's a big dude, and he's hard. That, I'm sorry, that was – No, that's uh, little that buddy. Little yeah, this is Devontae. Yeah, yeah, this is Devontae. But that's so a that great was, play yeah. to close on it, it from it the other side. I mean, it he, was. He, he closed on it pretty good, even though they tried to pick him. Yeah. They got to do a better job of picking him. Right, right. Well, that's AJ. AJ should have Yeah, he, he got to do just a little chicken on him to kind of throw him off a little bit. Yeah. There. But that, that's the hard thing for a corner in the National Football League is because the stats don't always show your effectiveness. And sometimes vice versa. Sometimes you might have two picks in a ball game and really get cooked. You know, you gave up, you gave up the game winner. You know, and, 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 and stuff got crazy, but you caught a tip ball or you, you, you something, you know. So it goes both ways. But in a game where you don't give up a touchdown defensively, uh -huh. you take on the task of guarding their best receiver for most of the game. Mm -hmm. And, and y'all get up by a certain amount. But Dan Quinn is calling a different style of defense. He's not calling man-to-man -man and zero pressure on them. When you're up 20 in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go, he's saying, hey, let's get out of this ball game healthy. Well, this is a different test because this is a different type of receiver that he's going to face this week it in is. Buffalo with Stephon Diggs. Agreed. With a laser arm of a quarterback mm -hmm. and Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. So, and a, 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 Stephon Diggs, to me, mm -hmm. is probably one of the top five route runners in the National Football League right agree. now. And so, it's a, it's a different matchup. Mm -hmm. Right. This isn't uh, DK Metcalf. This is not a, a A.J. A. A. Brown. Brown. This is a guy that got some stuff. He's got a lot you know, he got a lot of little wiggle you know, in there. So change of direction, stop on the dime, get some change, start right back up. This will be a test for an older corner, and mm -hmm. I understand what Richard is saying, but it's going to be a test for well, an older I mean, corner. I mean, you talk about them two Mississippi boys, them, them was teammates, A.J. Brown and, and, and uh, D.K. Yeah. And the game that D.K. was having I against mean, the Ron Blanton. seven games. Uh -huh. I said, I don't know how they didn't win more than seven I games. I don't either. Like, I don't have both of them in. But that's a story for a different I, I was wondering this about Iowa. Every I, I look around, Iowa has this guy, this guy, got the tight end. And I said, how didn't Iowa win yeah. the championship? I don't know. Right. Go ahead. So, but, uh, but the yeah. game DK was having against Deron yes. Bland, and then Al Harris was like, all right, Gilly, get him. I don't think he had another catch in the game. He did not. He didn't, he didn't touch the ball again. So, Keyshawn, uh -huh. I sat over here in this chair. And I said, Jerry Jones went and stole Stephon Gilmore from Indianapolis for a fifth-round pick. He's way better. He, he, he is making the defense because 
it's hard at that position to win Defensive Player of the Year. I know it was four years ago, but when he first caught my eye was Dallas played at New England in 2019. Amari Cooper was riding high, and it was cold, and it was windy, and it was wet, and <laughs> Stephon Gilmore took Amari Cooper out of the game so badly, Amari quit. I'm just telling you, he quit. He said, I can't get open on him. And he went in the fourth quarter and he's in a close game and he stood on the sideline with his long coat on. Made him quit. Yeah. Okay. That, that's who he can be. Right. And there's an old phrase about poetry in motion. When I watch Stefan mirror somebody, it, it is beautiful to watch because he has got the mirror capability, the, the, the reactive capability it's just it's it's hard well he's gonna have his he's gonna have his hands full with stefan diggs this weekend on sunday on fox at four eastern Mm. he'll have his hands full and and the conversation will be can he negate him and take the best pass catcher in buffalo out the equation Mm. if they're able to do that and negate him it increases your chances of winning the game. Yeah, I mean, but 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 then you, I mean, you just, I, I really get frustrated with the argument about age because it diminishes a guy's performance based on nothing, no merit. Like, if you took, if you didn't know how old he was and just turned on the tape, you'd say, this is one of the best corners in the league. You would- yeah, that, that's all you'd say. Like, if you're choosing to put him on their best defender, to, I mean, their best player, to cut their water off, that's what you have now. You got a guy that could say, hey, the biggest games of the year, we're putting him on their best player. We're not going to worry about it. We're not leaning nobody over there. We're not thinking about it. Zero coverage. I trust you to co- cover him. Slants, goals, comebacks, whatever. Hey, we got a young guy who's having a really good year, but he's struggling today. Gilly, could you go get him? Yes, sir, I got you. Like, but it's a different, but that's a different, like I said to you before, that's a different body type. It's a different style. They don't have, they, A.J. Brown got a little bit, but Metcalf is a straight-line guy, right? He's, they didn't have all the stuff that Stephon Diggs Agreed. Stephon Diggs, no, he, got, he got a little wiggle in his game. Yeah, no question. That's why I'm like, if Gilly could negate him mm-hmm. with all this wiggle and stuff, then all of a sudden you're talking about something. Right. Gives Dallas an opportunity, a chance. But the same thing that we're sitting up here talking about defensively with Dallas, they're sitting up there in Joe Brady and Buffalo looking at that 30-year-old corner and saying – we can do something with him if, because this is a different style. If that's what you're going with, they're going to lose the game. If that's what they're looking at and that's what they're saying, they're not going to win this game. Your matchup is going to be – your best chance of winning is going to be Kincaid uh, against those safeties mm-hmm. or Gabe Davis um, versus Deron Bland on different routes. Not on out routes. No, you better not throw out. If you throw out route on Deron Bland at this point in the season, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. You should lose your dang job. But if you want to go vertical and say, hey, Gabe Davis is a big, a big receiver, you might have a chance to, 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 to win that matchup. But you also may have a chance to turn the ball over. But, mm. you know, I don't think you – if you build your game plan around attacking Gilly for the game, good luck with that. Well, you got Stephon Diggs, so you're going to have to utilize him somewhere. You, you know, it was funny, though, against the Eagles, after Durant had gotten lit up by your Seahawks, it was all quiet on that front over there. The whole game, I, I didn't hear his name called. Again, I don't look at the all 22. Yeah, I don't know if they, I don't but, know if they were shade giving him help or not. I, I, I know, no but idea. whatever they were, no, he did not get attacked and exposed, right? Yeah, right. They threw a go route at him, I want to say, early in that yeah, game. And, and I want to say he batted it away, and they kind of left him alone after that. And then they threw at Deron Bland on the out to, to lock it, and he picked it off. And then it started. Bad route. That was it. Yeah, I mean, through it, through it behind him, too. I mean, he's leaning, running out, you leaning already. You telling the corner where you're going. Right. Stay straight. (laughs) 
All right. Coach him up. I've been waiting for this all show. We hinted at it earlier, but if I gave you a choice for the next five years and you had to go Dak or Josh Allen as your quarterback, you would go with... Be careful, Skip. Mm. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Cowboys at Bills Sunday. I can't wait. But if you had to choose between Josh Allen or Dak Prescott for the next five years, you'd go with which quarterback, Keyshawn Johnson? Uh, uh, next five years? Yep. Hmm. So, Skip. So, Keyshawn. It's simple and easy for me. Really? It's always been that way mm-hmm. since day one, since oh. he took over for Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. It's Dak Prescott okay. for the next five years. Yes, sir. And I've always been a supporter of Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Even it, it, when everybody else was talking about don't pay him and this, that, and that, I used to get into major arguments with my co-hosts and, and, and the other shows that mm-hmm. I was on, mm-hmm. other people that I worked with, mm-hmm. that, oh, he's this, he's that. I'm like, man, the dude is good. Oh, he can't win the big one. He's two and four in the playoffs. Da, da, da. Okay. Mm. And one guy that I always point to is Peyton Manning. I just always point to Peyton Manning about the playoffs because Peyton couldn't win. He couldn't beat New England. He couldn't win. In Indy. Uh, in yeah. Indy, when he was in Indy. Yeah. That was a storybook that was written about him. Right. But it turned out differently. And so when I look at Dak Prescott, he's on America's team. Okay. That's one. It's just one. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, he can't win the big games. So now there's two. Because it just depends on how you qualify a big game. Right. What is a big game? Right. And then the first thing people try to do is point to the playoffs. That's the big game. Yeah, that's a big game. Mm-hmm. Monday night, so Kirk Cousins goes through. He can't win on Monday night. Can't win on Monday night. Okay, the games just happen to be on Monday night. Doesn't mean he can't win. Mm. He just, those games he can't win in prime time for whatever weird reasons doesn't make him a bad quarterback. Mm. Now let's get to the meat and potato for me. Mm. When Dak Prescott came into the league with Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, Mm -hmm. they both got major extensions at 100 million plus. They did. And everybody's like, oh, oh, these are quarterbacks. Two went to the one, helped the team go to the Super Bowl. The other took a team to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott couldn't get him out of the first round. Statistically, his numbers were better than theirs, regardless from the from that time point to this time point, his numbers were better, especially on the ground. Mm. Now let's go to the guy you compared him to in Josh Allen. Who do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm taking Dak Prescott. Since Josh Allen has come into the league, he came into the league in 2018. Mm-hmm. 2018 to 2023, Dak Prescott has been the starter of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The other guy has been the starter of the oh, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yes, sir. Completion percentage, Dak Prescott. Up by four, 67.5 to 63.2. Yep. Passer yardage, Dak Prescott, 275 to 242. Mm-hmm. TD to interception ratio, they bought even 1.9 to 1.8. Interceptions total, 54 to 74 for Josh Allen. 54 to 74. Turnovers as a whole, we already know this number. Dak Prescott, 73. 97 for Josh Allen. Record-wise, they're pretty even, 49 and 29, 59 and 30, played in a little bit more because yeah. Dak's been hurt. Quarterback comebacks, fourth quarter comebacks, one is at eight, one is at 12. To me, that's pretty damn equal. Yeah. That's pretty equal. Games played, 78, 
to 89. I'm taking Dak Prescott because he leads in every statistical category that everybody keeps talking about. Mm -hmm. The only thing that he needs to do to quiet <laughs> people like you, Skip, mm -hmm. is take him to the next step. Get to the NFC Championship game because you're reluctant to pay him. Right. You, for whatever reason, think that there's some quarterback out there in the universe that you can get that's better than Dak Prescott, mm -hmm. which I can keep, keep telling you. Unless you're getting Patrick Mahomes or a young Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, and I don't even know that Justin Herbert's better than him, but right. I'm just giving you four uh, or five of these top quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Okay. You ain't got nothing better. Right. Jerry was reluctant to pay him. You, you understand? The first time around. For, the, well, when he came up for his The first his, time. His last yeah, yeah, the first time yeah. he came yeah. up yeah. for be, real money. And be, reluctant. Be, be reluctant this time if you want to, Skip. But I asked you early in the season, would you pay him when the conversation came he up? He was unsure. You were like, yeah, I don't know. I don't no, know I about say that. Oh. Did you watch the San Francisco game? Well, you did. I know I you did. did. Yeah, you I didn't did. say that? Well, I, I've been, I, I didn't say it like that. Well, I just said like I need that. to see more after Arizona and San Francisco. They did happen this yeah, year. Yes, they did. They happened. Sometimes he, he threw it. three it's picks it's in the second half against San Francisco, and that made three and, and, straight and, 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 and games against the 49ers. What did I tell 49ers. you? There's nothing better. Mm. There's nothing better. What are you going to get this better? Yeah, you did say that. Get that than Dak Prescott? Yes. Well, when he was reached the impasse even, with Jerry, even, you know what I campaigned for? Even, I pounded this desk. Go get the guy up in New England who's on the market. Tom Brady was available. Oh, so for one year, you were going I said Tom for Brady. two years, go get Tom. And he played, what did he play in Tampa? Three? Three. Yep. Played three years. You could add him for three years. Yeah, the third said, year. Go, go, get, go, get go get Tom Brady. Go win a Super Bowl. In the NFC. It was so, so perfectly aligned look, in Tampa. Go, go, Super, look, go look, win look. a Super Bowl. If the question is what quarterback I would rather have I'm taking before, Dak Prescott. I'm taking Dak Prescott yes. as well. Just on the simple fact. He doesn't. He turned the ball over as much. Does not. It, it was crazy last year because last year was an outlier for his career. He had the 15 interceptions in 12 games, and everybody killed him. Every single body. Dak Prescott. Oh my God, he's lost it, and rightfully so. He yeah. turned the but ball you, over. You, you said 12 games, right? 12 See, games. See, I wouldn't break it down that way. But I, the reason I wouldn't break it down to 12, I would only break it down to the games that he actually threw those interceptions and turnovers in, because the 12 they make it. They, I understand exactly what you said. I'm agreeing with you. But they make it sound so egregious because they say 12, opposed to he turned the ball over really only in eight games is how, is how I look at right, it. Right, but if you said 50, if I said 15 in eight games, that sounds even worse. No, but I, 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 like it, I like it that way because some of them came mistakes like bad routes, guys not on the same page, right, but those sort of things. That's true. That's, that's true. But that, that's always the case. But with Josh Allen, he's led the league in turnovers Every, every single every, year every, that he's been year. in the league. We're not just talking about interceptions. We're talking about but lost fumbles. Lost yeah. fumbles. And, and, and everybody's like, well, quarterbacks lose fumbles because you get sacked. That's, that's true to some degree. But he's losing fumbles, running, scrambling. Yeah. Like, he's doing different things, and he's trying to get creative. That's why he's turning the ball over. You talked about him trying to do what Patrick Mahomes does. does. And they have been breaking the rules of football for a long time. Throwing the ball across your body, across the field. You don't do that. You know, it's certain things yeah. that – We've coached, and you've been coached for the history of ball. You don't do yep. And quarterbacks are breaking those rules. Brock Purdy's done it a number of times. Patrick Mahomes always does it. Yep. Josh Allen. But he's turning the ball over. And if we're going to kill Dak Prescott for the 15 turnovers that year, then we got to kill uh, 
Josh Allen for the 15 turnovers in 2021, the 14 in 2022, the 14 right now he has in 13 games in 2023. It's 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 starting to become a habit. He's leading the league in interceptions right now. Sure. Let's not get it confused. He's a tremendous talent. He's also had the 36 touchdowns in 2021. He had 37 touchdowns, his best yep. year when Stephon Diggs first got there. He was 37 and 10. So Dak Prescott now has a true number one, the way C.D. Lamb is playing and the right. way they're targeting him right. and the way they're drawing up plays for him. Thank you. And he's having his best year where he's leading the league in turnover. Mm-hmm. I mean, touchdown passes with yep. 28. He's also got only six interceptions. He's got 3,500 yards, which is, I think, third in the league right now. And so if you say, hey, in this system, in the way he's moving, he can continue to play at this level. If you keep things in place like this and continue to give him help, this offensive line plays the way it does, then yes, that's the guy you want because Josh Allen, just like Brett Favre and the rest of these guys, can keep you in the game, but he can also keep the other team in the game. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's tough. Uh, I think Dak Prescott's turnovers or or interceptions are down because they're not pushing the ball down the field like they were with Kellen Moore. When you throw the ball... I don't know. They they, they started started to now. No, no. Kellen Moore was trying to play action 60-yard bombs. I mean, there's a different... Pushing the ball down the field in the seams with a tight end is different than throwing a 70-yard post route. It's a totally different... Some of those interceptions was coming because of that. His completion percentage, he's getting it in rhythm. Nice West Coast style, shallow crosses coming underneath, small digs underneath, hitches, things like that. That will keep you safe and sound from turning the football over. That's because the play caller is Because the play caller is different. I, I got it. Okay. I'm also going to take Dak in this argument. By by default. default, You always gotta qualify it. Because I have never been a believer in Josh Allen, but I'm on record before the draft. I wasn't a believer in Josh Allen. I only watched one game on television is Wyoming against Iowa. The only credible opponent they played all year. And it was a mismatch. I just didn't like his style. He is a huge talent, literally huge talent because he's a huge man with a huge arm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you this before I deep dive into this. He is 4-4 four and four in the postseason. The Dak's 2-4. and four. So I'll give you that because you look at the games. He beat the Colts. He beat the Ravens on a cold, windy night. Lamar got hurt in that game. He destroyed the Patriots, and he destroyed the Dolphins up there in Buffalo. Lost at Houston. Lost twice to Mahomes in Kansas City. The one was the classic Cincinnati. shootout that you brought up, and then Burrow went up there and beat him last year. All right. So two and four to four and four. And I'll also give you this. You guys won't remember on Thanksgiving Day of 2019, Josh Allen went into Jerry World, as a lot of teams have done, and he outplayed Dak Prescott on that day. Outplayed him pretty soundly, had a very good game. They won 26 to 15. So I'm going to give you that for you Buffalo fans out there. But in the end, Josh has never been able to live up to the hype because the hype is extreme with him because he pulls off the sensational. We looked at the play at Kansas City the other day where he rolls to his left. I don't know if I forgot to ask for it before the show started, but he, he rolled all the way to his left to the sideline. I think we have it here. Yeah, and this is, this is what he does, especially against Mahomes. And I'm going to stop, and I'm going to whip it back. Nice throw. Running back, yeah. and he lost the football. But it was, it was beautiful. Okay, that is a highlight play. When he took the ball and powered it in the end zone, it's like Derrick Henry. I mean, it's just he right. is so big and strong, it's not even tush-push 
It's just he's carrying the entire pile into the end zone for a touchdown, and you're like, what? How, how can he pull this off? Okay, what? that's what he does at the highest level. But he's cover of Madden. He's, he's all these things because he is spectacular. And in this day and age, because the Internet, Twitter, Instagram, we want to see splash. He is a splash play waiting to happen. He's also a turnover waiting to happen. And in the end, it doesn't add up to enough wins to me to be better than Dak Prescott. I'll take Dak. And by the way, real quick point on Peyton Manning. You say he couldn't win in the postseason. Those years in Indianapolis, every year he would have the best quarterback stats in the regular season of anybody. And and you'd say, wow, look at him. I I didn't even see Peyton do that at Tennessee because I watched him a lot at Tennessee. And they – they struggled. They couldn't beat Florida. They had a hard time against my school when they were at Tennessee, arch rival. But the point is, in these regular seasons, he, he kept stacking up seeds and wasting seeds in the postseason where you'd say, you were the one seed, right. and you lost. And you were the two seed, and you lost. Right. We, then he finally, he almost loses his career, winds up with a rebirth in Denver. Denver yep. And in his first two years, he should have won the MVP both times. Right. And you know what happened. They yeah. go to the Super Bowl, and they finally win one. Okay. Well, in Denver, but he also won yeah. the Super Bowl in Indy. Yeah. You know? No. But then yeah. you go go back to this for me, though. See, with Dak Prescott, and you look at his two and four versus Josh four and four. Mm-hmm. You look at the teams he beat. Yeah. that Josh Allen beat. Right. I mean, you're talking about a Miami team. I understand. I agree with that. Like, come on, man. You know, it was a quarterback for for Miami that year. No, it was two. It was two, but no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. wasn't. They were on a fourth-string quarterback. Oh, Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson. They were not two. So when you look at the teams that he lost to, the 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 Cincinnati's and and the Kansas Cities, Mm -hmm. and then you look at Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott should have beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Okay, he he ran up against San Francisco, San Francisco twice. Brady, I think once was it? Did he Tampa Bay once with Brady? Um, I mean, he beat him. He last beat him. Year. He beat him. Beat no, him last no year. they didn't. They didn't play him in the playoffs. No. So who was the fourth team that they lost to in the playoffs? Uh, okay. you, uh, I lost track of what you Green were saying. Green Bay Rams. Uh, Rams. 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 Oh, Rams out here. Yeah. Rams the once when they went to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, a Super Bowl winning mm-hmm. team. Yep. Forty nine is twice, mm-hmm. and then one that he should have probably beat Green Bay. But then Aaron Rodgers did his deal at the tough. end. Yeah, I mean he was, that's a he was tough a rookie. Right. That was rookie. a tough yeah. gauntlet to go yeah. through. Right. Nothing was easy for him. Yeah. But people yeah. point to that two and four. If you think about the top five in the in the National Football quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the National Football League right now, it's been pretty like stagnant for the last couple of years. You you always say it's it's Burroughs, Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then but, but Josh Allen always gets included. Always and gets I'm included. Like, why? A hundred percent. And right now, that's right now, you you'd have a hard time including him. Because he, not that he's having an awful season, but you got it's going to be Mahomes, and then Burroughs is hurt, but you still put him in there. Then it's Brock Purdy and Dak, wherever order you want to put him in. And then the fifth is fluid. The fifth spot is fluid. It would have been Kirk Cousins the way he was playing, but he's right. hurt now. Um, Jalen has been it, in there. Jalen has yeah. been in there yeah. at points this season. You could say Lamar is in there at points this season. Yep. You could say um, Trevor Man, Lamar. ridiculous. I don't know what people be thinking. Lamar, crazy ridiculous. Oh, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Top five. I'm not saying uh, – what are we talking about? Yeah. I'm not saying he's – Oh, okay. You're saying five. you could put him in. I'm like, yeah, I'm he's saying top, in. Top, top five. In. So, But I'm saying – my biggest point is, is, is Josh is probably out right now. And the way he's playing and the way he's turning the ball over, you can't put him in that conversation. And he has to earn his way back in by doing something crazy yeah. in the postseason. Good point. 
All right, enough said. You gonna pay Dak? Dak, I, I got a bunch of games coming up. I got <laughs> Buffalo, I got Miami, so I got Detroit, I got the Commanders. So I got it on I got record. San Francisco. I got again it on record right now. You're I got not San Francisco. Pay I want the 49ers again. I got it on record. If he can so, beat the 49ers so, in the postseason, so, so I want to pay go, him the world. So if they I go to the postseason and, and they lose to the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional and he has a great year and beats all those other teams, you're not paying him? Skip, somebody else is going to pay that man $55 billion, and I can okay. guarantee you that. Right, good. I, I grew up with Dandy Don Meredith and Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman. I, I don't know. Why he's don't got, you ever include Danny ascend. White? Danny White? I love Danny White. I know him very well. Used to know him Skip, well. Skip, what y'all going to do with McCarthy? But, but you know what? He, he was the guy who followed the, the legend, and what? he couldn't. And then what happened? What happens if y'all if y'all if y'all go number two seed? Dak has the uh, career yeah. year under McCarthy, and y'all losing the second round. Y'all firing McCarthy. A lot of ifs. See, you call me if Bayless, so now you're if and me to death. Right? Y'all know Skip will love not you. pay Dak Prescott. Y'all heard it here on Undisputed. You know, we got a lot. He, he's going to have to earn his money, and he that just well might. I'm feeling he's got to earn his team. money, but nobody yeah. else got to earn theirs. Oh, okay. Unbelievable. We'll see. Well, you don't even like him. You said they're about to lose a bunch of well, games. Well, I don't like the Cowboys because of you. Up next, Brock Purdy is again called a system quarterback, and Trent Williams is not happy about it. Me either. Mm. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Once again, your turn, hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Sherlock. How us Laker fans look at Key's reasoning for hanging the banner. Right. <laughs> come on, Key. Come on, Key. What are we talking huh? about? Hey, uh, y'all, come on now. Y'all just, that banner? They somebody hating. That's all. A Nick fan or a Celtic fan or something. Y you were the Fresh Prince once upon a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, tweet number two. Hal Skip looking at Keyshawn and Sherm. That may be the first and last time I'm compared to Luka Doncic, but that is how I'm looking at it. Thank you. And now from one of my favorites, Liz Shaw, who says, "Me watch this is me. Me watching both games last night, knowing my Cowboys now have a path to keep that top spot in the NFC East. It's a Christmas miracle." I mean, yeah. the Niners say thank you. I love everything about this except that movie. I'm not an elf fan. I fight with my wife over it because she what's, loves it. What's your Christmas movie? Give, give me Home Alone or Home give Alone. me Scrooge Home movie Alone. or give me Die Hard. So you just want Die Hard is my favorite Christmas so, so movie. You're, you're die Hard is a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. It is. You, you do seem Christmas like a, a Christmas story kind die of Scrooge kind of yeah, guy. Scrooge. I am Scrooge. <laughs> so I, so I, I relate. I you just want to play one playoff game at home. Is that your hope? Just one. You only want one playoff game. What are you talking about? You want to win the division and get one playoff game at home? <laughs> Are you doing his divisional and no? I was field? I was responding to what oh, the gentleman okay. was saying on on the. No, it's uh, Liz Shaw. It's not. Oh, Liz. Yeah, yeah, I was responding to what Liz is saying about <laughs> the top spot in the NFC East. Yeah. Well, they just want the one playoff. Well, game. that would win me yet another dinner from you because we got a dinner on that. So yeah, that's fine. But yeah. you just want the one playoff game. I, I want the one seed. Period. End of story. But Number you know one not, seed. You know that's not gonna I happen. want to win two home playoff games to get to that. Game. Yeah, you're not going to have that. Well, how do you know? You, San Francisco, I think you're starting to get Philadelphia, nervous about it. San Francisco, Philadelphia is going to wind up. Are you this. not getting quietly nervous no, I'm about not. it? I think you are. No, I give you. I think I, you see the handwriting no, on I think the you, locker I think, room wall. I think you lose to Buffalo. I 
based on what I saw against, based on what I saw Miami last night, yeah, I switched that. I think y'all beat Miami. Mm-hmm. If they come to play like they played last night, I think it's you're okay. gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you like Luke is looking up at book. You're but then Detroit, Detroit's still a coin toss because y'all yeah. might just. Uh-huh. Who knows, right? You know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Jared Jared is kind of falling back. And I am loving my chances, and I want the 49ers one more time. And here we go with the issue just keeps coming up about these 49ers. Now, Trent Williams is defending Brock Purdy against the label of, quote-unquote, system quarterback. Trent said, it damn sure ain't got nothing to do with the system and he raved about Purdy's accuracy and his tight window throws and his throws under pressure and his fearlessness in throwing the ball deep and his ability to buy time with his feet. And Trent said, I think he does the best job in the NFL right now of getting the ball into his playmaking hands. Mm-hmm. Whether it's five yards or 55 yards down the field, he literally can make every throw, said Trent, who then concluded, if Purdy hadn't been drafted last in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, if he hadn't been Mr. Irrelevant, if he had been drafted where Zach Wilson was, which is second overall, he'd be the runaway MVP and being hailed as the next Aaron Rodgers. So, Richard, again, you played for the 49ers. Where do you stand on Brock Purdy being called a system? I completely agree with Trent. I, I get for, It's lazy, Skip. It's lazy and it's uneducated. It's a lazy, uneducated take. For that, that may apply to other guys. It may apply to some people. There are people that, that are system quarterbacks, and, hey, within this system they're operating, it's fine. But when, when you're talking about a system quarterback playing at the level that he has, there have been other quarterbacks playing in his systems. Uh, C.J. Beathard played in his system. He Nick did. Mullins played in his yep. system. Um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played in his system. Trey Lance played in his system yep. with similar playmakers. But the results do not look like this, Skip, and that's what the frustration is. When you talk about a system quarterback, like the things they use to discredit this kid, Mm. you talk about Kyle Shanahan is a great play caller. Well, it's not – Bill Walsh not one of the greatest play callers in the history of the National Football League. He definitely was. The the great late Bill Walsh, his handprints are still on every single offense in the NFL right now. Okay. But you did not punish Joe Montana for that. You did not discredit Steve Young for that. You didn't discredit them for having Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver of all time. You did not discredit them for having John Taylor, Roger Craig, a a great defense. You didn't discredit them, but you discredit him. Mm. And that's what I don't understand. I'm not sure who's a Hall of Famer on this team. There may be some. Maybe maybe George. Maybe maybe Christian McCaffrey will be a Hall of Famer. Maybe there'll be some Hall of Famers. But right now, there aren't any Hall of Famers on this team. And so you're talking about a system quarterback. He's leading the league in passer rating. He's leading the league in QBR. He's leading the league in deep throw completion percentage. He's leading the league in touchdown percentage. Like, all you're saying is he's won in all these categories, but you're saying he's a system quarterback? Like, you, Tua, Tua with McDaniel. What was Tua before McDaniels? You, I, don't, I don't know what he was. He wasn't this. Well, the previous what, regime wanted to get rid of him. What was yeah. Drew Brees before Sean Payton? Mm. Pretty, he was all right. He was okay, but he had never thrown for more than 4,000. He had never thrown for 4,000 yards, never thrown for more than 3,500 yards. But then for, with Sean Payton, he threw for 5,000 five times. Mm. Like, with, is he a system quarterback? Is that what you're going to tell me? But no, you give him credit because he's playing quarterback at a, at a high level, but you want to discredit Perk. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You all right? You want I mean, I'm, I'm, water? I'm, no, I'm good. So here, here's what happens in these situations now. Is Brock Purdy a system quarterback? Absolutely. 1,000%. 
But every quarterback is a system oh. quarterback. And so is every DB, every receiver, every tackle, every center. Yes. And much like Sherm says, it's somewhat, I wouldn't call it lazy. It's just easy. It's an easy layup yeah. to, to go at a guy based on being in a certain situation and having success. Mm -hmm. But it runs deeper than that, Skip. When you come into this league, you're all where you're drafted is what matters to people. It does. You mentioned some names. Mm -hmm. All those guys were drafted, mm -hmm. whether they were in the second round, third um, round, Montana fourth was round, third, and third round. Drew fourth, was what? Second, second, second round, second yeah, round. But yeah. but they're drafted. Yeah. And they're drafted. Mm -hmm. A second round pick in this like, league is a high pick. Sure. That's like a first round pick. Right, right. A third round pick is a that's a high pick. The league is made up of third and fourth rounders. The problem that you have here is you have a guy who has a tag on the back, says Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. You know what irrelevant means? Doesn't really, you're supposed to just be able to come to training camp, get the gear, and now you're supposed to go get a job right. somewhere and be able to say with the photo in the backdrop of your office, I made training camp of the San Francisco 49ers and I'm sitting here with my legs crossed. And the reason I bring this to you is Brock Purdy hasn't done anything yet, right? And done anything by people's measurements of him. I agree. Kurt yeah. Warner took over for Trent Green. Mm -hmm. And guess what Kurt Warner did instantly? What did he do? Won the Super Bowl. He did. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a conversation, Skip, about Kurt Warner being a system quarterback. But he was, was completely undrafted. But he yeah. was undrafted. Yeah. In a system, mm -hmm. but he won a Super Bowl. Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Uh, Mike Martz was the OC. Vic, Dick Vermeil's the head coach. Yep. Mm -hmm. Greatest show on turf. Mm -hmm. But it was that was a system. Now, if you look at Brock Purdy, it's just an offense. I don't know. No, it's a system. Yeah. But but if you look at Brock Purdy and he wins the Super Bowl, mm. there won't be a conversation about him being a system quarterback. Hundred percent what? That's, that's the way they're going to look at it, Skip. Okay, I'm having a hard time with the label system quarterback because it's become synonymous with game manager, and it should not be. Right. Game manager is a derogatory term to me, mm -hmm. but there have been some classic game, game managers, managers because Trent Dilfer is a good guy. But, mm -hmm. but again, for those Ravens, I mean, that's just game managing. Right. It's Brad just Johnson. Brad Johnson. Hey, man, watch out. That's okay. a game manager. You okay. can say what you want. You, you know what? Brad, did more, Brad did more than Trent did because they didn't need Trent to do much of man, anything. Brad spit the ball all over the field. He, he did, actually. Don't make more than numbers. Okay. Man. All right. Well, you, you caught a few of them. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to get into the tip and tap with this dude. Okay. okay. Right. The numbers don't say that. You know me. It's a different game, man. Stop. But go ahead, Skip. Okay. But the point with Trent Dilfer was he, he took over with a defense that you can make a case it was the greatest defense. I know the 85 yeah, one, Bears. One of the top but, defenses. But, but, I'm talking about psychologically overpowering and intimidating. Where, where it's just like, j just give them, what, give them three points. Yeah. You, you, right. Down the stretch of that year, nobody could score on him. Right. Okay, so Trent just needs to keep it between the lines. Just don't turn the ball over. Hand it off. Throw five-yard passes. That's game managing, right? right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brock Purdy is the flip side. He he he's as far from Trent Dilfer as you can get because right. they're winging it all over the lot. Right. I do think he benefits from Kyle's run game because it is. It is staggering when I watch the concepts of it because right. I say, oh, I haven't seen that before. I haven't seen that before where, where they're coming at you from all different angles right. and they're getting blocking angles and you know it better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, does 
does Brock benefit some from that? Sure he sure. does. Yeah, because they can run it on anybody, sure. and, and Christian's running it at a high level. Mm -hmm. But the point is, Trent is exactly right. They are throwing it all over the lot. No, because they are. That's his nature. He is going to try things that make even Kyle over there say, oh, my God. Right. You're going to try that? Right. If there was a yeah. throw in the Seattle game. Yeah. He threw it into four people. And Kyle was like, man, I was hoping he would check it down. He threw it into four people for a touchdown. And he's doing that stuff every week. He leads the league in, in deep throws. He does. I mean, 20 20 feet, but, but had he not been Mr. Relevant in a second-round yeah. pick skip, yeah. he wouldn't even no, be saying that. No, That's no, just no. the reality right. of it. Okay, up next, we got to talk about this. Shoy Otani is reportedly deferring Wait, 97% of his new deal with the Dodgers? 97%? Never heard of anything like this before. You get be that me. bread, you get that bread. Right. But, I mean, you get it when you get it. You got $100 million on risk. The Athletic broke the story yesterday that Shohei Otani will defer 97% of his $700 million deal with the Dodgers, meaning he'll be paid $680 million between 2034 and 2043. I have never heard of anything quite like this. But Keyshawn, what do you make of this decision? I think it's a great decision by uh, Otani. He helps the team out he from, the, from a money standpoint. Keep you Not from the luxury tax. From the yeah. luxury tax. Mm -hmm. They get a chance to put that that money with bets and all those guys. Plus, roster spot-wise, we get Joe Kelly back in the future, hopefully, mm -hmm. get that taken care of, dialed up. Then, when you look at his money in this state that I was born and I live in, mm -hmm. from a tax standpoint, mm -hmm. he, avoid it. he gets to avoid all of this California madness that they keep charging us, mm -hmm. and he doesn't have to do it. If he moves 11 years from now, he didn't pay anything. That's okay, but point. your money falls from 700 down to a present value in 2034 yeah, of 460. Yeah, but you lose about half the value of it. He'll be all right. Yeah, for I think sure. he'll be all right. I mean, he's going to lose about half of it either way. So you might as well move to Florida or, or Texas or, or Washington yeah. where they don't got the Texas. But I mean, I mean, I've never heard of anybody pushing this much, but to, to Key's point, you want to avoid California taxes at, at all costs. So That's I'm a great I'm with point. It. Yeah. And, and I do believe, from what I know of this still young man, he's 29, yeah. he wants to go win multiple championships. Absolutely. And he just gave your Dodgers a much better shot because it freed up about $26 million that they can and, go spend. And he does not need the money. It's not like he no. needs the money. And he's account. making he makes so much off the field. $45, 45 to $50 million a year, a year in yeah. off-the-field money. All right. Okay, up next. Let's Dodgers! Colorado is not for everyone, and we're about to discuss. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Come on. Come back down. Yesterday, Shadur Sanders tweeted, Man, I'm thankful for those who want to come play at CU. Not everyone is built to play under the expectations. Richard, do you like that Shadur tweeted this? I do. I do. He's right. Everybody's built to come here. Some guys want to come for the limelight and not put nothing on, on the field. They want to be stars, but don't want to put the work in. So. See, he, he, he's speaking the truth, though, Skip. Our sport mm. is very difficult and stressful, mm -hmm. and the expectations are high. Right. It ain't for everybody, man. It just it is well, not. Especially when that man is your head coach. Right. I just feared that 
Shadur would scare some players off because you don't want, but, but maybe they'd be the ones you don't no, want anyway. Yeah, you don't in the want first them anyway. Because right? if I'm worried about somebody saying expectations is too high, then I don't want that guy if he's in and out anyway. Yeah. Why would I want him on my team? Well, right. Dion is already on record. We will make the playoffs next well, year. Well, they Obviously, just landed. They, they just landed a top four receiver. They did. Just yeah, what yesterday? I think yep. the day before. And we had him up. Yeah, he got that tackle couple already. Off, no, he got the tackle was with us. But he also picked up a couple offensive linemen in the portal too. That was big time. Ooh, okay, okay, Brian. All right, they now. coming. That's what right? <laughs> They are coming. So to, to me, Shadur is speaking the truth that can be the scary truth for a lot of people because Dion basically told everybody in that first meeting, a lot of you, you might as well pack your bags right now because you're not made for, you're not built for this, right? That was still a It's hard, man. Expectations. That is it for today's Undisputed. We'll be back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And I cannot wait to educate him again.